I used to love that movie. Please don't remake this. I have such fond memories of that film. Please don't remake this. Hey Hollywood, if you wanna be smart, just hire some writers to make some new art. And after our heart to heart, go make a new start. Please, God, please, God, don't ruin my childhood. Please don't remake this. Please don't remake this. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Please Don't Remake This, the movie podcast where my guests of the week and I get nostalgic and talk about one of our favorite childhood movies. I'm Lauren Mosier, and today I have with me one of my repeat guests, uh, the creator of my amazing theme song and the featured singer on it, a music director and pianist by trade, and one of my best, best friends, Jacob Stebley. Hello. Welcome back. Thank you. It's great to be back. Yeah, everybody go listen to episode two, Hocus Pocus episode of this podcast. It yes. is, in my humble opinion, one of the best episodes of the podcast so far. Oh, it was a lot of fun to record. It was so much fun to record. And that's by far, no offense to all my other guests, it's by far my mom's favorite <laughs> so far. Oh, she, I'll take that. She talks about it like every other day. She's just like, I love Jacob's voice. <laughs> I texted her, we're working on this tonight. And she's like, I just love his voice. And I was mm-hmm. like, I know, mom. you Because she gets compliments on the theme song all the time. Please don't remake this. Yeah, because she song. plays it for people when she's like telling them I run a podcast. <laughs> she's like, wait, you have to listen to the theme song. And she'll play the whole theme song for people. And they're always like, wow, who's that singer? He's so good. And my mom's just like, I know. Isn't that great? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that makes me so happy. Yeah, she's your biggest fan. Aw. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah. The highest compliment is when she unofficially adopts you eventually. Like, she unofficially adopted Caleb. That yes. is, you're officially in my mom's permanent good graces. <laughs> um, oh, I'm working my way there. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, hi, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. Today, we are going to be talking about the one, the only, The Princess Diaries, uh, nope. which I, I I don't know how to explain how excited I am to talk about this movie. Did I, you know this movie when you were a kid? Like what? Oh, yeah. Well, I okay. was five. I was about to turn five when it came out. Okay. Um, And I remember watching this maybe once a week on Disney Channel. All the goddamn time. Oh, okay. And so I, this, this actually is one of the movies in my household that is probably most referenced amongst my family, amongst really? my immediate family. Yeah, my sister, my mom, and I reference this movie and the sequel all the time. Okay. And so it's, when I, yeah, when ahead. I like mentioned this one, I had no idea you had that kind of connection to this movie. Yeah, it's huge connection to this movie, which actually is crazy because I hadn't watched it in in many many years. Mm-mm, me neither. Um, and I I did not understand this movie until this last watch, until this morning, mm. because, wow, so many details I did not notice as a child. Of course, yes. like, there's so many things that go over your head, but, like, a lot of details, which we'll get into. And I, yeah, I just adore this movie, and it's just one of my, my sister, my mom, and I, this is, like, one of our mutual favorites, and we would watch okay. this together all the time. And I remember having the DVD and watching the DVD. Yes. Um. Yeah. I remember just wanting to be Mia so much when I grew up and hoping to be a secret <laughs> princess. Like, I mean, I wanted to be Mia when I was watching it this time. Yes, it's so <laughs> like her. I'll never get over her, the opportunity that she has to just like be a ruler oh of a country. Like, are I you know. kidding me? Like, yeah. 
but yes, this movie. So that's why this movie for me. But why you? Because you did suggest it. You were the first yeah. one to suggest it. Well, I was, you know, I was thinking about movies that I had some sort of connection to when I was a kid. And I suddenly had vivid memory that I went to see this movie in the movie theater when oh, it shit. came out with my aunt. And I, she would always take us out for our birthday. Uh, we got to spend the night at her house. And then she would take us out to go like to like a movie or to go get something to eat and then go buy us a gift. So like that was her gift to us every year. Aww. And so I guess this would have been like... I don't know. I guess I would. Well, if you were, I would probably been. It was. Eight. It was two thousand one. So yeah. So I guess I would have been eight. I'm horrible with math. So I'm gonna <laughs> guess eight. And I remember seeing it in the theater, and I loved. I mean, I loved the movie. It was a great movie. It's amazing. Yeah. And also, uh, I remember. I also had the DVD when I was a kid, and as I don't know, as a little callback to my last story when I was on about the haunted tanning salon. Um. Oh, yes. Also, yeah. So in Little Doylestown, I also was the first person to own a DVD player in Doylestown. Wait, really? Wow, what an honor. <laughs> I know, right? The library had one, and it was a competition. I forget. It, it, I think it was just a drawing. It was like a raffle thing. Oh, yeah. And so I put my dollar in to the library raffle, and I won a DVD player, and I was the first person in town to own a DVD player. Well, that's a and good I, fucking like prize from a library. This is like the first DVDs I had. I know, right? Wow. <laughs> and then that was the demise of the library, and then it closed down because no oh. one went there to get books anymore. Aw, that's so sad. Everybody everybody go to your local library. So but, there's your PSA. Go to your library. Support their librarians. Yeah, so support libraries, <laughs> please. They need it. Um, and we were talking about a movie, um, right? <laughs> Princess Diaries. Yeah, Princess yeah, there Diaries. it is. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, so, well, yeah, you got the DVD from, player from the library. That's what we were saying. So then yeah, this so was then the I first the DVD, DVD that you I don't had. know if it was my first DVD, but I definitely had this DVD for a while. It's just a great movie. But then I probably haven't seen this movie. Well, how old am I now? I would probably say it's been a solid 10 years. That's what I would say for myself, too. Probably like 10 years. At least. Yeah. Yeah. At least all the way through. Like, I usually, I would always catch this movie, like, right at the beach scene and then watch it all the way through. (laughs) But it had been so long since I saw it from the very beginning. Like, so, so Yeah, that was like me and Titanic. Whenever I would catch it on TV, it was always when they were on the door floating in the ocean. Wow, wow. So you got the very end. I just got the sad part. (laughs) (laughs) But so the Princess Diaries, um, I'll just jump into the stats. Uh, 2001 rated G, which is part of the reason I watched it so many times as a kid. Because it really, (laughs) this is one of the few movies that does a great job of balancing adult humor with child humor in like subtle ways. Like they kind of have like almost a dick joke in this where the Irish lord who's sitting next to the queen at the dinner offers to show the his kids pictures and he like pulls it out of the little sack in front of his kilt (laughs) and julie andrews is like um yeah and like her face and yeah exactly and i was like wait is there a dick joke in this movie that i've never noticed so that was fun um there is the really uncomfortable eating disorder joke yes i wrote that down i was like oh what did they just say i'm like disney I know. I'd never caught that. And you know what's funny is, like, there's a lot of movies from this era that did that, too. I talk about it on mm. my sleepover episode as well. Yeah. There's a random joke thrown in at the beginning about, like, you could sue, like, one of the girls tells the quote-unquote fat girl um, by their, the evil girl's definition, um, that she could sue the diet company for, like, miss, like, for bad advertising or something. Oh my god! Like these, like a lot of uh, weight jokes back then, which like still happens. I feel like that's like 
a lot of teen movies I feel like are yeah. have still have to do a lot with weight and it's just like can we we need to move on like, like move past it yeah yeah um which also that actually isn't even a weight dig it's just like they're making fun of her for throwing up but like what the fuck is wrong with you right yeah fucked up um but directed by the amazing Gary Marshall Classic. Throwback to Hocus Pocus. Uh, throwback. This is why I love we're doing this episode because like I know all the there references. are a few throwbacks that I'm like okay yeah. Uh, and then written uh, the book series was uh, written by Meg Cabot and then Gina Wendkus Wendkus uh, wrote the screenplay for this. Which I'm so sad she doesn't have a lot of credits to her name. She wrote Coyote mm-hmm. Ugly and then these two movies, the two Princess Diaries. And I wish we had more material from her because I, while watching this, I didn't realize this is one of the best teen movie scripts ever. Mm. I, so I, we will get into this. I had some qualms with the movie on my latest rewatch, like preparing for this. Honestly, yes. But the screenplay was not one of them. Okay, good. Because like, I love the screenplay. I would fight you on that. I honestly want to go back and read back, read the original books now. Like I actually might go do that. Have, did you ever read them? In, oh, I never did read you? them. I, I had heard, I think by the time I was old enough to read them, I had heard they were very different from the movie. Yeah, because that's what I was reading, like, in doing a bit of, like, background research for tonight. Yeah, and I and I love the movie so much, I was afraid of reading the books and then either hating oh. the movie or then, like, not liking the series and, like, judging the author when it's, like, originally her work. That's fair. Um... But yeah, so yeah, I just kind of like avoided it because I love the movie so much. Um, and mm. I remember going in theaters to Princess Diaries too because we love the first movie so much. I remember sitting <laughs> in the theater watching the sequel and loving the sequel too, um, because the sequel also is, in my opinion, like equally good. I um, did rewatch the sequel in preparing for tonight as well. Oh, I wish I had had the time to be. I wanted to rewatch it so badly because I I miss it. And now it was good. <laughs> yeah, I'm now probably going to do that this week. Um, we're recording this right before Christmas, so I think I I'll have the time to be able to sneak it in. Because yeah. I loved it so much and the songs and everything and Raven Simone is just randomly Raven in it. Simone and uh, Anna Netrebko, the opera singer, is randomly in it too, and I'm yeah. like, no idea why. <laughs> Oh, so good. Um, and then, of course, this movie stars some of the best actors, like, mm-hmm. performances. Julie Andrews, who, uh. I'm not kidding, I'm going to cry right now. The second, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so emotional this week. I adore The that second woman. she came on screen, I started crying. Because I was like, this was, mm. that was my first exposure to Julie Andrews, I think, was this movie. And then probably oh. Sound of Music. Okay, yeah. And so, to see her in this... And, like, just remember as a, as a kid just wanting her to be my grandma so badly and, like, yeah. just wanting to be in her aura, in her presence. I was, like, you, like, she's a, f- she literally is a queen. She's literally a queen. And mm-hmm. I fucking love her. Like, if someone were to tell me that that woman is, like, actually the queen of some tiny little European sovereign state, I'd be, like, yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah, she is. Yeah, you, right. you have to believe them because, like, she just carries herself so well. So regal. Oh, my God. But, yeah, Julie Andrews, Anna, Anne Hathaway, Ugh, which, like, wow. Now, just, like, when we get to Most Likely to Succeed, I can't wait to talk about this because, like, mm-hmm. wh- what a journey. Um, Hector Elizondo, Heather Matarazzo, uh, Ma- yeah. Matarazzo uh, Mandy Moore, Caroline Goodall, Robert Schwartzman, <laughs> Sandra O. Oh, classic. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Kathleen Marshall. I love her. She's so amazing. Also, um, Kathleen Marshall, who, for, <laughs> I swear, it, like, for 30 minutes when I was watching this, I'm like, that's not the Kathleen Marshall. No, it can't be. Is it? No, it's not. Is it? No, it's not. Okay. But, no, okay. 
I went. I was like, that can't be the Kathleen Marshall. Yes, it is the. Well, no, 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 no. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Now I know what you're talking about. Definitely not. I'm the... thinking of like our world, Kathleen Marshall. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> Just I think that's his daughter, right? Yeah, that's Gary Marshall's daughter. Yes. Yeah, um, Kathleen Marshall, and then Larry Miller, who plays uh, Paolo, who is uncredited in the, in this movie. Oh, I didn't. Oh, I did not realize that. Yeah, I was trying to find, I I forgot, I was forgetting his name, and I was trying to find his credit in the movie. I was, like, scrolling through, and I huh. I didn't see him credited, so I start looking through the uncredits, uh, and he's there. And I was like, wait, what? And I couldn't find, like, why he was uncredited, and I looked up, like, why oh. actors sometimes are un- uncredited, and... It can be reasons of like, um, you know, they just volunteer so they don't get credit mm. or like they don't want like the credit on uh, in the movie. Like it's like it sounds like most of it is up to the actor to decide. But it was just weird. I was like, why? He has like a significant role in this movie. It is not a small role. Yeah. Like, so like, why is he not? That's just weird. I feel like that's confusing. I don't know. I don't know who decided that. Yeah, I didn't realize that. Yeah. And then the music was by John Debney. Um, Again, call back to Hocus Pocus. Yes, yeah, so I thought I recognized it. Um, recognized his name, I mean. Yeah. Um, which, the music in this movie is, a, the score, I literally write as one of my first notes, is the score in this movie is iconic. Yeah, I did too. The minute that first theme, they little like, the I think it's just the like the Little Princess Diaries waltz. Yeah. Bum, 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 bum. As soon as that started, I'm like, I know this song. Yeah. It brought back so many memories. I was mm-hmm. like, oh shit, I did not know. I really got emotional as soon as this. That's one of my, literally my very first notes. Wait, now I have to. <laughs> now I have to read. <laughs> my very first note is, whoa, I think I'm going to cry watching this. Because as <laughs> soon as I heard the music and just saw the picture of San Francisco and like yeah. everything, I was like, oh wait, wow. I like, this is probably, out of all the movies I've done so far, I think this might have been the one movie that made me the most nostalgic. Oh, Which, I totally got like full nostalgia from this movie for yeah. so many reasons. Yeah. Yeah. And I was kind of surprised because I wasn't expecting it. I was like, because there are other movies I've done that I like really grew up watching. But this one, like, I think maybe just because of my connection with it with my sister and my mom, it just because I'm mm-hmm. not home for the holidays. I think it's just right now is a very sensitive time for me to be watching this because <laughs> I'm just like, fuck, I miss my family more than anything. And it's, yeah, yeah it, it hit all the feels. Yeah. Okay, so let's go ahead and move into the superlatives. Um, let's do it. This one, it's funny. Like, I wrote so many options for, like, all of them. because <laughs> Me I, too. <laughs> I didn't anticipate loving this movie as much on this rewatch mm. as I thought I would. Like I, like, I thought I would enjoy it, you know, but I really loved it. Like, yeah. this might become one of my new go-to movies to watch when I need a movie to watch. Like, okay. I really loved it. So... <laughs> Just jumping into Best Dynamic Duo, I wrote down a few options. Yeah. I wrote down Joe and Clarice, Queen mm-hmm. Clarice, because I forgot how much they are couple goals, and they are yeah. couple goals. Like, they wow. Are. Though, on the other not on the other hand, let me rephrase that. Though, on the same line, I had a question about them, which is just like, would nobody think it's weird, like, at the final ball that, like her security detail is just like starting to dance with her i'm like is this not like scandalous i guess not but i guess not it's probably a small enough country and she's going to be giving up the throne eventually and she was and she was already previously married so it's like not like she needs to marry again that's true and I, but it's, still. Uh, yeah. I don't know. That I feel just like, was always like, I feel like there should be some scandal here. Also, wait, what did you, I'd asked you to take that BuzzFeed quiz <gasps> earlier. I what did. What result did you get? I got Queen Clarice. 
lucky. I mean, I got Mia, so like I'm kind oh. of I'm happy, but like I wanted Julie Andrews. Yeah, I got Julie. <laughs> nice. I don't know if I like am Queen Clarice, but I'll take it. I'm definitely a Mia, so it's okay. <laughs> I'm a Mr. Robitussin. <gasps> you, dude, <laughs> you have, that is one of my notes in the movie. Every time Mr. Robitussin is on screen, I'm like, wait, is that Jacob? <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching this, I'm like, fuck, Lauren's going to be like, oh, that's you. Like, I won an Emmy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, literally. Oh my god. Um, but so Joe and Clarice. So yeah, I wrote them uh, yes. as as an option for best dynamic duo. I also wrote Mia and her mom. Mm-hmm. I just love their dynamic in this. There are a couple of scenes in this movie that made me emotional and made me really yeah. miss my mom because I was like, mm-hmm. oh shit, like they're really cute together. They are. Um, and very supportive. I like that they like do things together. That they like do art together. They rock climb together. I was like, that's yeah. really cool to have a relationship like that with your mom. Where like you're both like hanging out. Although I do think it's shitty that her mom starts dating one of her teachers because like yikes. Uh, um, that made me mad. So mad. Uh, which I didn't really remember Mm-mm. that being controversial until this watch. And then I was like, yeah. oh my god, what are you doing? Um, and then Mia and Michael, her love yeah. interest. I just think her. I like. You know, a lot of these teen movies, like, they're always, like, the kind of, like, love-hate relationship or, like, yeah. something terribly scandalous happens, you know? <laughs> but for the most part, this movie is pretty tame in their development. And it is. I, I like yeah. how sweet it ends. And I like that we see how interest- interested he is in her. Yeah. And we see her interest, too, but, like, she's just dumb. Like, she doesn't know wh- how to <laughs> handle liking people. Yeah, she doesn't know what to do with it. Yeah, she has no idea what she's doing, and I Mm-mm. and I love her line at the very end of um, "You saw me when I was invisible," and I was like, <gasps> "Yeah, that's a good that, line." That hit me. I was like, "Oh." Yeah. So those are my nominations. Do you have any nominations? Uh, I have Clarice and Mia, just because they both taught each other a lot. A lot. Like, I did not realize how taught their relationship is at the beginning. Like, I mean, like Clarice is like manipulative and kind of like really just like stone literally just like ignoring like i wrote as one of my notes i was like wait like queen clarice isn't even giving her a choice right now she's just saying like we're gonna have this ball and you're gonna go and blah 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 blah. i'm like um hello like doesn't she get a say like yeah and then the one thing that i kind of wish I, we would have seen more of is at the end of the movie when i mean i'm sure we'll get to this but at the end of the movie when she, uh she's she's kind of talking to mia and then joe comes in and she was like was i too hard on her and he's like uh yeah i wish we had seen her be a little more hard because i feel like they kind of were referencing a conversation they had had but that they didn't show in the movie oh you're talking about after the the after the beach the beach sensation yeah i think um, well i think what she meant is just that like she was she was making it sound like she had to clean up this mess Instead of oh, acknowledging yeah. that Mia was taken advantage of. And I think that's what she was referring to. Okay, the last time I watched, I was like, I kind of felt like she was referencing an er- even an earlier conversation. But that's, pro- you're probably right. No, but like, yeah. I just like, and then I, they just both, they both grew a lot. And so I had them down as a as, uh, dynamic duo. Just because like, it was important for them to like meet and do this. And I do, and, then, and I love their hug too. Yeah. When um the grandmother leaves her her house and like you know just says like yes. first I'm your grandmother. You that know, first and foremost. Yep, and, I loved that moment. 
And seeing, this is when Julie Andrews is, like, one of the best actresses ever. And seeing her, like, run mm. in for that hug. And really, like, for the first time, not really be queenly about it. Like, she kind of, like, grabs her. Yeah, that's, like, the her. first time, like, I feel like she, she was a grandma first there. Yeah, and I loved to see that physical connection where all of a sudden I was like, oh, wow, she kind of broke protocol for once. Yeah. And it was it was so refreshing and just, like, makes you realize how important the moment is. Yeah. Mm. Did you have and somebody I did have else? one final dynamic to do, and that is Sheila and Sebastian. The Prime Minister and his wife. I love them! I love them so much. And, like, at the first dinner scene, when they're really trying to make Mia, like, they're, like, I don't know. They just are kind of her best buddies. They and, are. like, when she's, like, doing the ice cream thing and, like, making a complete fool of herself, they're, like, oh, we should do it, too, so she doesn't look stupid. Yeah. And they do. And I'm, like, they just seem like the cutest couple. They are such a cute couple. They're so supportive like mm-hmm. I, I i love that sequence for that reason that they're like trying to help her and yeah they're, they're definitely like an honorable mention for me because they they really <laughs> steal that scene like the one oh, scene that they yes. get they do a great job of it and they should be proud <laughs> um i hmm, right i'm tied between like joe and clarice and me and clarice so i'm gonna award it to to both let's of do those. both let's yeah. do both because I just love Joe and Clarice for couples goals and then like Mia and Clarice for, for family goals and that yeah. like I just love their growth, like you said. They they really come a long way. Their arc they is do. amazing. Um now we move into Class Clown, mm-hmm. which I wrote down a number of options because a lot of people in this movie made me laugh hysterically. I just have one Oh, who's yours? Written down and I know that you're gonna tell me some more and I'm gonna be like, Yeah. Oh yeah, oh definitely. But just as a whole, I'm like, Anne Hathaway carries this movie. Oh, she does. She's my first option I wrote down. Phenomenal job. Yeah. Like, the entire princess lesson sequence, like, I'm just in love with. And, like, her physical comedy is great. And, like, I just, I love her in this film. She's amazing. And I think I've seen in interviews, like, people talking about this movie and that, like, I don't think they could have cast a different actress Mm-mm. i don't think it would have been the same movie without anne hathaway no not I, at all. I can't imagine i try to think of teen actors from that time period like who my maybe could have done it and i just don't think anybody could have swung it she was mm-hmm. perfect for it um yeah i i agree i'm gonna read off the other options but like yeah. i do think anne hathaway like because how much she carries this movie i really do do think she does the best job yeah um i also wrote down clarice uh, Julie mm-hmm. Andrews because she just does a great job with her. And she has we... some beautiful like little moments. Yes. Like yeah. and it's all in her face. It's exactly. I write down her facial expression like half of my notes are just yep. her facial expression like oh my god her face. It's so good or like her little one-liners too. <gasps> yes. So many of so many of my best quotes are some of her one-liners that just get me. <laughs> um I also wrote down uh Charlotte the assistant also gets me sometimes. Oh, she she has some really good moments. <laughs> she does. I love specifically the moment that always makes me laugh is when they're saying that uh, queens and princesses never cross their legs. And you and see her like, like... <laughs> fix herself like, oh, really? And like, yeah. it's such a good subtle detail that I love because she handles it so well. Uh, I also wrote down Joe. Yeah. Because his little, again, it's kind of like with Julie Andrews. This is why I love them together as a couple. Both of them purely use their facial expressions Mm -hmm. to convey so much information or like short little one-liners. And I have a couple of his quotes from this movie that are hilarious and I love him. And then the most honorable mention for me underneath Mia is Mr. Robitussin. Oh yeah, I'll give you that. 
I appreciate his role so much more as an adult now. Mm-hmm. He like he's part of the adult humor aspect of the movie that like as kids we don't really get him, but as an adult, I appreciate his presence in the movie. Yeah. So much. Like he, there's no reason he needs to be there. He only Mm-mm. serves like one tiny little purpose that could have easily been replaced by somebody else. And I adore him. <laughs> <laughs> he's great. Like I really love him and I will gladly Say yes, I am Mr. Robitussin. Yeah. Also, I was like rewatching. I was making my note about him, and I'm like, wait a second. I was like, what is his name? Is it actually Robitussin? Am I hearing that right? Yeah, I wrote that down. I was like, wait, like the 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 cough syrup or like the medicine? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. But uh, I'm totally down to give it to Anne Hathaway, to Mia. Cause... Also, speaking of Anne Hathaway, I was finding it in my little note document. But here are some of the other actresses who were, like, considered for the role. Mm-hmm. Just so we can be like, eh, maybe? No, probably not. So, Reese Witherspoon. <gasps> oh, okay. It would have been a different movie. Different movie. I don't know if she could have played uh, as awkward as easily. I don't think so. I don't think so. Kirsten Dunst. She might have. But I just, I mean, yes. She would have played the cute angle more than the than the awkward. Like, I can't see her in the final scene. Oh, like actually being. Like, like having like. Agreeing to be queen. Well, yeah, in that scene. Like, because Anne Hathaway suddenly like takes on this like. Like, you know, it's like all in her posture and like in. She becomes she just, a totally different person. She becomes a totally different person. And like, at least from what I've seen of Kristen Dunst's like movies from that period, I just don't see her being like what the movie transforms into uh, yeah, the character. That's so true. I can't imagine her going from uh, Bring It On to this movie yeah, a year right? later. <laughs> wow. That would have been a huge star turn for her. Yeah. And my other favorite one, Drew Barrymore. <gasps> oh, very different movie. So different. I think I would love that movie, but it's it wouldn't be this movie. I don't. Be, I don't think I would believe Drew Barrymore becoming a, a princess in the end. Mm, yep. I would. I mean, I can. I can agree with that. I can see it more than like Kirsten Dunst. See, I can see Kirsten Dunst more than Drew oh, Barrymore. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, because Kirsten Dunst. I think about her career now with things like me- Melancholia and and um, heavier movies now and I feel like she can do the gravitas she just didn't get to do it until like her like 30s back then right yeah she didn't do it in the beginning of her career because she was this like cute little girl from Jumanji and then doing bring it on like she was this like spark plug basically it was kind of yeah. how they like advertised her in Hollywood but I feel like if they had just I feel like if they had given her this role she would have all of a sudden become like a Reese Witherspoon and would have had this like heavier uh, dramatic moment mm. that would have see it's funny I like either Reese Witherspoon or Kirsten, Kirsten Dunst the most but Kirsten Dunst I feel like would have handled the, the awkward parts better and then Reese Witherspoon would have handled the princess parts better yeah I do totally agree with that yeah um, and wow. do, <laughs> there's a little like note I think I saw it on Wikipedia and do you know why they chose Anne Hathaway for the role why <laughs> Marshall did oh my god why because his granddaughters, who also made an appearance in the film. Yeah. Yeah. They convinced him because she said, they said that she had more princess-like hair. Aww. That's so cute. Which is an adorable reason. But then if I were one of the other actors, I would be like, um, what's wrong with my hair? They must have girl? been referring to like Belle or something. Like I can see that. Because so but... many princesses are blonde haired. Like Disney princesses. Like, what does that mean? <laughs> I find it interesting that they picked the brunette. Um... 
And that's why you don't like children make huge decisions. So Yeah, that's actually crazy that like they would have so much say. I wonder what they think now. Like <laughs> just like, what were you thinking? <laughs> like <laughs> But she did an amazing job and then became a household name forever. I mean, Mm -hmm. like, Anne Hathaway is one of the most famous actresses out there. Um, Now we move into the... So I think when this episode comes out, this is going to be officially the... the, breakout of the new category the new superlative for everybody oh, i wasn't sure where to put the new category yeah so this is where it goes um oh, okay. right after class clown our new superlative is the literal worst the character that you hate <laughs> the most that is that you like the least <laughs> that is just like fucking scum because i've i've started to notice watching a lot of these movies i get so enraged at the villains in these some of these movies that i'm like literally screaming at my computer watching so this movie i had a few people i scream at the i scream oh, at the screen over me too okay so i'm going to i'm going to list off my options in no particular order this is my this is my weakest one because Mm -hmm. in reality like he's such a he plays such a small part of the movie in the end of the day it's and he kind of saves the day later paolo for exposing her is Um, horrible like to do that to a 15 year old just because he wants credit yeah like dude absolutely awful it's funny i didn't have him on the list but i do hate him a lot I just hate that sp- particular part. Like, but the thing too is, I'm like, why the fuck did they bring him back in the end of the movie? I'm like, that's one of my spicy hot takes. Does, it makes okay, no well, sense. Okay, well, we'll get to it then. I'm like, that made me mad too. I'm like, yeah. no. It anyway, makes no sense. We'll get um, <laughs> and then I also then my next one for like not like mad, but like again, kind of dismissive. Josh, the boy oh, that her crush. Obviously, yeah. obviously he sucks. Uh, then followed closely by uh, Lana, Lana, Lana. I think it's Lana. Well, they say Lana, Anna, on Fi- and Fontana. So oh, well, I, th- I thought that was just a rhyme thing because then at the end they're like Lana got coned. Do they say Lana got coned? Oh, Lana got no, coned. I don't Lana know. got. I think it's Lana. Lana okay, got. Lana got let's go, coned. Lana. Okay, Lana. So Lana, of course, because like what a fucking bitch. Nothing um, redeeming about her. Oh, yeah, absolutely nothing. I mean, she's pretty. It's Mandy Moore. Come on. I have a big girl crush on her. But, like, not not redeemable, her character. Um, <laughs> nothing that matters. <laughs> yes. And then my second runner-up, or first runner-up, I guess, technically, is mm-hmm. Mia's entire school. Like, her, ent- <laughs> her entire school population. This is, you know how some movies just, like, truly have some heinous high school scenes? Where yes. you're just like, do they, where do they go to school? Hell? Like, who are these people? And this yeah. school this is, is one, one of, of those the movies. worst. One of the worst. Oh, my God. The shit that they pull in this movie. In, like, every scene, they are literally the worst. Also, At- what the fuck is this high school? Like, they have an ice cream, like... It's a private school. ...machine. I know, but I'm, I guess that's true. I don't understand what private schools are like. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, that, I, I've never probably, been in that world. It's probably not an everyday thing. I bet that's, like, probably, like, a Friday um, privilege, maybe. <laughs> like, my... like my. Sorry, ele- that just struck me as so funny. It's like, it's probably not an everyday thing. Probably just Fridays. <laughs> well, just, like, my elementary school used to sell pizzas for, like, United Way, and that was oh, really okay. yeah and like yeah united way is a charity but like that was a public school we sold pizza every friday so like i feel like a private school of course would probably have an, a tiny little ice cream cart once a week or w- once a month or something you know and sometimes our school would let us use the electric lights and not the 
the sun is <laughs> light for the <laughs> oh my god the class. <laughs> but I figured probably the money goes to like maybe funding something for the school, like a school activity okay. or something. Okay, I'll give you that. Um, and then the number one on my list, which there's literally a whole BuzzFeed article about why this character is is literally the worst, is Lily. Wait, there's a BuzzFeed article about this? It's a great article, actually. They make every everything that in the movie I wrote down as a note that I hated her for, they write in an article. There's an entire... Look it up, people. There's Ugh. a BuzzFeed article from like a year ago of why Lily is literally the worst best friend ever. So my spicy hot take isn't that spicy. <laughs> oh, because you were going to say that she's literally the worst? Well, I was going to say she's the worst. Yeah. I mean, I guess that is the name of the category. Yeah. <laughs> She's okay, just, she's the worst. She's horrible. Like she, I, I'll get into it with my notes later. Yeah, uh, we'll but get into that. She, there's so many there. things that she does in this movie that are so cruel, and I don't. And Mia deserves so much better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Do you have any nominations? Uh, nothing different. My, I mean, obviously Josh and Lana, because like, yes. Mm-hmm. And I did. I had. I wrote kind of Lily on for the literal worst. Mm-hmm. Um, because I didn't think she like fully belonged on this list. Because between her and, like, the other kids at the school, there's a huge difference. Oh, yeah, for sure. But, like, if you're a girl's only best friend uh, and you're still yeah, not treating true. her like sh- – and you're still treating her like shit, you have a problem. Yeah. It almost kind of seemed like they were the two people pushed together just because they were the weirdos. Yes, like, exactly. are they really good friends or are they just kind of, like, ostracized to the same corner of the room? Yeah, that's the thing. It's hard for me to believe that they like. There's almost no moments in this movie where I see that they are friends for a good reason. No. Like most of the time, yeah, it really does just feel like they're thrown in together, like you said. Um, mm. yeah, I I want to give it to Lily because I'll get to my notes later Ooh. about why she's awful. But yeah. Okay, let's give it to Lily. Great. So now we move on to where are they now? Which I try to keep it like simple because there's so many characters in this movie. Uh-huh. Um, so I, sp- I kind of have like a runner up and then like an actual winner, um, okay. or my honorable mention. So my honorable mention is Lily, actually Heather Matarazzo. Mm-hmm. Um, she still works. She does like little things here and there. Um, but in terms of bi- big projects, it's been a while since she was really in the limelight. And as much as I hate her character, I think she does a good job <laughs> in this movie. Yeah, she does. Um, it's really the writing I think that, that makes her a terrible person, not so much like her performance. Mm-hmm. Um and um, but she's great in this movie. I think she does a great job, and I like her in the sequel as well. And but really, who I think it should go to is Robert Schwartzman, who plays Michael, who one is hot in this movie and still hot today. Look up a picture of him, ladies and gentlemen. Oh my god, still really fucking sexy. <laughs> and you know who his fucking relatives are? Who? His uncle is Francis Ford Coppola. Oh. I did not know that. Yeah, I didn't either. I read it and I was like, wait, the fuck? So yeah, he's related to that whole royal family. Him, Nicolas Cage, and Sofia Coppola. And apparently he's a writer now. He still works. He writes for um, TV mostly. Um, Yeah, because he does a lot of music too. Yeah, he does music and he writes for TV shows. And he's still going strong. But I was like, I couldn't believe he was related to like one of the most famous Hollywood families ever. And yeah, I want to give it to him because like he was so hot in this movie and he does a very good <laughs> subtle acting job that I feel like should have been taken advantage more in the 2000s and it wasn't. Yep. No, I love him in this movie. Yeah. I feel like maybe he was too pop punk for the 2000s. Like to be like a mainstream heartthrob. To be mainstream. Yeah. yeah. Um, We had like Chad Michael Murray's that. Yeah. Yeah. And I was kind of laughing about that because I'm like. In this movie, I'm like, you kind of are expecting in any teen movie from the early thousands that, like, you expect that early aughts, 
beefcake. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I feel like this movie didn't fully deliver that. It really doesn't. It has, I mean, between Josh and Michael, Josh is just kind of like a, a like a pretty boy, like kind and, of like a, a Backstreet Boy. I wouldn't go that far. Oh yeah, he's not that attractive, but like maybe like a Backstreet Boy esque <laughs> kind of thing. Like a distant cousin. <laughs> 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 well, no, I like, and I remember I sat down to watch this movie like last weekend. I watched this movie for the first time in terms of prepping for this, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh, yeah, I bet like Josh is going to be the hot one." And then I sat down to watch it, and I'm like, "Oh, nope, I was wrong." <laughs> wow. Yeah, no, he's not. De- Michael is definitely a lot hotter than him. I'm like, come on, Eric, what you doing? <laughs> um. So we award it to Robert then. Robert. Robert, congratulations. Now we move on to Most Likely to Succeed, which I have, like, obviously a couple of mentions, but, like, we pretty much already know. I mean, we know who won. (laughs) Um, But honorable mentions are Mandy Moore and Sandra Oh. Oh, yeah. Uh, Specifically Sandra Oh, I feel like, I mean, Mandy Moore, obviously, with This Is Us, is now just, like, hugely in the limelight Mm -hmm. again and is, like, kind of a household name again. Yeah. But Sandra Oh, between getting the Golden Globe for Killing Eve, um... And just completely with Grey's Anatomy, like all mm-hmm. of a sudden she became this phenomenon and is still going strong with her work and the projects that she does. Like she's incredible. And she really is. it's kind of amazing to see her in this movie for like less than five minutes. And she nails it so well. Highlight of the movie for me. Oh, true. Hi- yes, exactly. True highlight. Um, so I'm just, I'm really happy every time I watch this movie and she's just in it. And you're, yeah. I'm just happy that she now has as prolific a career as she does. I totally forgot she was in this film. And then I went back to watch it and I'm like, oh, how could I forget? No, that's something I remember. Even when I was a kid before I'd seen her in anything else. Like, she's one of the most memorable characters for me. Yeah. Um, And then, but of course, the clear winner is Anne Hathaway. Anne Hathaway. Because, are you kidding? Like, the fact that this girl became like a huge sensation kind of petered off after Les Mis and is now coming back with this huge comeback mm-hmm. it, like who who is she like she's she's great which uh, did you ever see Ocean's 8 no I didn't she's amazing in it okay like she's she kind of steals the movie she's that good but anywho uh yeah so Anne Hathaway congratulations most likely to succeed congrats uh most iconic oh my god I have so many things written down me too uh do you want to start uh I mean, yeah, I'll I'll just start listing things. Yeah. Like, I mean, obviously Anne Hathaway in this film. Obviously. Like, there, and I don't know. There's just so many little moments that I I think that I'll save, like, I'm, I will be ending listing them twice if I list them all now. So I'll save <laughs> them for some notes. But, like, there are just so many tiny moments in this film that are just, like, ingrained, I think, into our consciousness. Yep. Just into kind of, like, of the, like, um, of cult, what's it called? <laughs> I'm, like, losing my word right now. Like, culture. Just, like... Oh, yeah. Our contemporary culture. Like, Princess of Genovia. Mm-hmm. Like, my boyfriend has never seen this film. And, like, I said, oh, yeah, we're going to talk about Princess Diaries. And he's like, oh, Princess of Genovia. I'm like, yeah, okay. He, even uh, he knows this. Wow. <laughs> um, So her. Uh, uh, Julie Andrews, because, like, there are just so many great moments. So many. Um... And one of her last great film roles, because she hasn't... She doesn't really work much. No, she did the Netflix series. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what else. I don't know what else she's. It's done pretty much like this, and and she's because she's written books with her daughter. She has a podcast. The books, yeah. Like she's oh, done I things. She had a podcast. Yeah, she does. There, she does things that like aren't movie oriented. She hasn't done like movies Mm-mm. in a in basically since these movies, I think. Hmm. 
But so some other iconic things, the pears. Yes. <laughs> so true. Um, Catch a Falling Star. I wrote that too. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the only reason like I think any of us knew this song. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Fat Louie. Yes. Oh, that is the literally the second thing I have on my list. He's an icon in this film. A true icon. When he wears the fucking tiara at the end of the movie. <laughs> I, King Louie. I, oh my God. I love Fat Louie. I miss cats. I, I know. This one is probably like more um, just applicable to me, but the M&Ms on the piano when Michael plays the keyboard. Oh, that is. Thank you for mentioning that because I forgot to write that down, but that is definitely <laughs> one of the most iconic. And really just because I look at that and I'm like, I'm going to start doing that when I'm at work for some motivation. <laughs> Throw some M&Ms down on the piano and be like, oh, yeah, I'll play this awful song for you. <laughs> <laughs> and just snack on them as you play. What else? Oh, oh, we'll get to that. Just like Genovia as a place. Yeah, I wrote it down. Confuses me. Wait, confuses you? Like, where is it? What does it do? That kind of I thing? have a feeling where it is because there is a tiny little like country between France and Spain. Yeah, because that's what they say in the movie, right? That's the country yeah. it's between. And there is a little tiny country there. And I'm sure it's kind of like, in terms of like size, modeled off of that. I mm-hmm. don't remember what it's called. It's just with an A? I don't know. Mm. Um, but I'm like, what language do they speak? What accent do they all have? Oh, yeah. That's one of my spicy hot takes. It's like, this movie clearly did not care about having a consistent accent, <laughs> which is kind no. of really frustrating. <laughs> but whatever. Um, the, also, the uh, Lily's local access show. Or public access show. Oh, yeah. Public access. Shut up and listen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I if I had a podcast, it would basically be whatever the podcast form of that television show is. Yeah. I should have just renamed my podcast. Now I, now I need to- Shut a- up and listen. I'm totally not renaming the podcast. Please don't remake this as a better title, but- <laughs> <laughs> no Oh, offense. there it is. That's a spicy hot take. That's a spicy hot take, Lily. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> also, just fuck you for a multitude of reasons. Yeah, seriously. Um, Joe's leather jacket that he wears, like, with his suit. Oh, yeah, when he looks like Shaft as she yeah. describes him. <laughs> like, what is this? What so is this? So weird. Oh, God. Um, oh, and in fact, I did write Fat Louis Tiara, and I don't even remember typing that. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Those are what I have right now. Oh, and of course, the foot pop. Yes. Okay, I wrote that down. Yeah, foot pops. Um, okay, so I have a few more. Um, I wrote down the poster. Oh, just the film, like the film poster? Yeah, like with Queen yeah. Clarice and then Anne Hathaway with the sunglasses, <laughs> with the tiara, and the headphones. Is yeah. so iconic. And her little, like, smirk. Mm. So iconic. Like, if you... I feel like, again, like, you said that your boyfriend Jonathan hasn't watched the movie. If you showed him the poster, he'd know what movie it is. Oh, instantly. Yeah, yeah it's iconic. Um, Julie Andrews in mm. this movie, I just feel like, is... I think there's a reason that we all jokingly call her queen of genovia like our, she is. our gener- because she is she's a queen and, and like you said if you told somebody that this woman is a queen in real life they'd believe you because mm-hmm. yeah duh um the name oh the name like amelia mignonette thermopolis rinaldi princess yeah. of <laughs> genovia and it has to be pronounced that way and it has to princess. be yeah of Genovia. Yeah. Because I love when they do it in like both movies. They kind of call yeah. back to it. So good. Um, Genovia also. I mentioned Joe. Just mm. like in terms of security guards in movies, I feel like now he's the go-to type that so many movies oh. try to replicate. I totally see that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
the phrase get off the grass and then all the other languages so that quote that's one of my family's like famous quotes from this movie I do love that. yeah um and then san francisco i can't oh sure i can't really think of another movie that like highlights san francisco in this way um uh princesses i feel like this movie is the uh, like besides disney animated movies mm. i feel like this is the most this is the the live action princess dis princess movie like, and I'm saying this having just done The Princess Bride. I feel like this is more of a princess movie than The Princess Bride. Because The Princess Bride almost has nothing to do with her being a princess. Because technically she's going right. to become a princess because she's marrying the prince. But not, like, because she is a princess. And it's a forced marriage. It's it's problematic. But this movie, she's, like, legit a princess. And is going to be a princess and yeah. coronation and all that stuff. So I feel like this is the live action legit princess movie. Hands down. Yeah, I would totally agree with that. Yep. Like, even when you said that, I'm like, oh, can I think of anything else? And I cannot. Yep. And then the last two things are, this is how I phrased it, and then I'll explain. I wrote, the need for sequels. I don't think mm. there's ever been a movie, or at least I couldn't think of one off the top of my head when I wrote this down, of a movie franchise that we, the fans, have desperately begged for sequels. Yeah. Like, we all were so excited when they announced a second movie, and we've all been begging for a third movie. For years. Yeah. Like, literally, it's been, like, what, 12 years, I think, since the last one came out? Like, we are all begging for <laughs> a third movie. And I think they just said that it's in the works. Yeah, I just saw that. Yeah. Oh, also, not to go off topic, but the Hocus Pocus sequel is announced. Yes. Yes, it is. So there you go. I hope it's good. <laughs> so let's get both of these sequels next year. That's what I want. Oh, my God. That would be the gift... 2020 like needs is... that's what that like if anything coming out of this year i mean i want a few other things but <laughs> yeah, those two I'm, i will quite take a few things as, we, like... We want. <laughs> like okay <laughs> like everybody vaccinated <laughs> okay so like if we get those off the table like the the ones that i know like we don't even have to say yeah <laughs> then i'll take my princess diaries third movie and my hocus pocus sequel yes exactly after the vaccinations and the stuff that we actually need. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like this is one of the few movies that people have desperately wanted. Even me. Like, I've desperately wanted a third movie since yeah. the second one came out. And I... And so it'll be interesting we may get to remake because, like, yes. I I want sequels. I don't know if I want it remade. I just want sequels. Yeah. Um. And then the last thing I have is the Genovia song. The Genovia. Oh, oh, yeah. The land I call my own. I love how... I also love that the prime minister sings it. Like, I know. Like... All of a sudden, he's just a professional singer singing the national anthem. <laughs> like, what? I almost feel like this national anthem is more popular than, than the U.S. is. <laughs> I mean... Or at least I feel like more uh, controversial, but maybe still valid. Yeah. <laughs> People know it. <laughs> yeah. And so that song, I I literally, I sang along with a lot of the songs in this movie, the, yes. but that one really got me. I was like, oh mm. shit. And I did it full out <laughs> with him and I, it felt good. It felt good. So the, <laughs> it felt good. Yeah. So those are my most iconic. Um, and then I, some of the ones I had written down were also ones that you had mentioned. Yeah. Um, now we move into Best Dressed, which uh, mm. I have a few nominations just to like mix it up just for fun. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> because we know who the clear winner is. Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Pretty much. Um. So I wrote. <laughs> this is 
is a dumb one, but I just okay. you mentioned his most iconic. You know, you mentioned Fat Louis tiara, <laughs> so I wrote Fat Louis. <laughs> <laughs> Because are we speaking more fur, or are we speaking just tiara? Well, one, the his fur is fabulous. I mean, oh, he's, he's such a cute little kitty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm so emotional talking about a cat. I miss cats. Um, but I also love his tiara so much. Just, mm. like, so much. I love his tiara. Um, so, Fat Louie. Um, Michael, her love interest. I just like mm. how, like, chill he is. And also, he looks really good in the tux in the end, in his little yeah, suit. Yeah, he does. He looks he really good. He cleans up good, I wrote. He does. Uh, then I wrote Joe, kind of like what you mentioned about his leather <laughs> yeah. jacket. Like, I like, again, like, he just, like, looks good, especially in the dance scene. He looks great. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, and then I kind of have tied winners of Mia and Clarice. Because Mia's gowns, like, when she glows up, like, goddamn, get out of her way. Yeah. She's amazing. But Clarice specifically, I love every single outfit she wears in this movie. I have so many notes just, like, throughout this movie. I took them, like, oh, she looks good. Like, yeah. oh, that's, Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, I just love, I love her in this movie. She yep. looks fantastic. Yeah, she, gorgeous. I mean, like, really, mm-hmm. really, I want to give it to Clarice because she That's looks the best. the only person I had written down. Yep, great. <laughs> Congratulations, Julie Andrews. You're, you're my favorite. Um, <laughs> I'm going to sound like a stalker. Like, oh, God. Um. Anywho, <laughs> now we're moving to best quote, which, oh, oh, honey. So many. I have uh, so many quotes written down. Okay, do we want to... Let's go back and forth. Oh, so let's like, go back and forth, yeah. Yeah, so I'll start us off, and then we'll go We'll go back and forth. So my first one, is probably you also have it written down, I bet, is when Mia says to Mr. Robitussin, have a nice day. And he says, I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's me. I, I. It's just, that's me. It's so good. <laughs> I doubt it. Uh, I have... Oh, good morning, Lily. Lily's friend. <laughs> it's so mean. It's just so. Which actually, I'm gonna point it out while we're while we're on it. That's one of the things in the Lily hating article that, like, when when Mia gets dissed right in front of her, Lily doesn't even help her. Doesn't oh my say, god! Like, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, it doesn't say to Gupta like that's Mia. Like, like doesn't even like try to help. Just like watches it happen and then goes, "Oh, that sucked," and like oh, walks shit. away. But also, like, they all know her. Like, oh yeah, they like, all know Mia. Oh yeah, like, they all I, know Mia. I if this girl runs out of class going to throw up, the they princ- know the her. vice principal knows her name. Oh yeah, yeah. Anyway, well anyway, uh, my next one, <laughs> my next one's at the rock climbing place, where you hear just some woman's voice go, "Mr. Walsh, stop twisting. You'll <laughs> strangle yourself." I have that one written down too. <laughs> Also, like, what position is he in to strangle himself? You can't really strangle yourself while rock climbing. So I don't know how. What? He's really trying to. I guess so. Jesus. Uh, I have your grandmother called. And then Mia makes a weird face. The live one. Yes. I I have that one, too. It's so weird. I was just like, wait, what just happened? I just love it. The live one. Yeah. But oh then when God. they explain that they've, like, never spoken, I'm like, oh, okay, that's it why makes she has more to clarify. Sense. Yeah. Yeah. So weird. Um, <laughs> I've already mentioned this for Most Iconic, but the get off the grass and all the oh. other languages. Yeah. Amazing. You should see how I transcribe that on my sheet. Oh, my God. Wow. Um, and then, but my next one after that is when Mia is introduced to her grandmother, you know, and they're trying to, like, compliment each other. And Mia just goes, you look so clean. 
<laughs> I have that too. And I'm like, yeah, I guess that's something you would say to a grandma. Like, but even you... better is the face Julie Andrews makes. Oh, you look so the face she makes yeah. then clean. <laughs> like, watch your mouth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Um, let's see. I have. Please don't crush my soy nuts. Which I was like, ew, what are soy nuts? <laughs> I'm like, of course, uh, that's, I don't know much. I mean, I don't know much about San Francisco. I've never been out that way. But I'm like, it seems t- normal to me that someone would be eating soy nuts in San Francisco. Well, what's funny is they try to make her seem almost hippie-ish like her mom. But I feel like she's way more studious and like book oriented. Yeah. To be like hippy dippy yoga. Like she tries to say, you know, rock climbing yoga. She doesn't, she can't possibly stop a soccer and I was like, but you just said you do two athletic things. Like That's true. And also yoga and rock climbing have a lot to do with hand-eye coordination. A lot more because later in the movie then she's also like, I'm like your like synchronized swimming and she gives a few other things. Yeah, it's exactly. The same yeah. Place. It's the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's the same place. Okay. But I'm like, I don't know. Like synchronized swimming, I guess, is something different. But those other two are definitely like pretty athletic yeah specifically the rock climbing i'm like if you rock climb you probably can stop a soccer ball like i mean maybe not though but who knows i guess like sometimes a little tiny inconsistencies but it's fine (laughs) um my next one oh so in the same meeting with um the first meeting with the queen Mm -hmm. and the queen saying like some information you know that'll like change your life and she goes i already had braces (laughs) And I felt that. I had braces for six and a half years. But even better then is Clarice's line back, oh, this has nothing to do with orthodontia. Yes. Or something like that. Yes. No, that's literally what she says. I love orthodontia. Like, what? Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, this is much bigger than orthodontia. Yep. <laughs> um, I also had... So the one, the one thing that I think I'll get into a bit more with spicy hot takes is just like... One of the things that really annoyed me about this movie is the amount of voiceovers. Like, Yeah, there the, is a lot of them. Like, And not voiceovers, like, just things you could tell were clearly in, done in, like, like post-filming mm-hmm. and, like, in the editing. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the, uh, the lines that I loved was, um, oh, crap, what's her name? Kathleen Marshall, what's her name? Oh, um, uh, like, the character name? Yeah. Uh, Charlotte. Charlotte, thank you. Charlotte, she's like... Oh, she's allergic to goose feathers. Just like when you always hear the end of her conversations. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> I love them. I'm like... <laughs> oh, wait, really? <laughs> oh, I love them. I just don't love how they're edited in on top of the film. And it's like, oh, oh okay. The one that I really like of hers is when she says like, um, and that's enough juggling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think that's funny. <laughs> I just love her little like, kind of, kind of off the wall things. Oh, yeah. I'm a fan of them. Kind of. Um, my next one is probably the most iconic best quote from this movie. The when she's like, Me, a princess? Shut <laughs> up. I think that's <laughs> Well probably... you see your majesty in America. <laughs> yeah, which I love. He says golly wally is one of the yeah. examples. <laughs> like no one says that, sir. So good. He's like, gee whiz, golly wally. <laughs> and I love how then Clarice repeats that like later in the movie at the I think it's at the dinner party. Oh, does she? I missed it. Some point later in the film, like, Clarice says, shut up. And then she's... Or am I thinking of the sequel? Maybe. I think you're thinking about the sequel. Because I think oh, I know shit. what you're referring to, but I think it's the sequel. Oh, I think that's in the... the. I think that's when they're in, like, the meeting where they're saying that she has to get a husband. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Okay, that's what I'm thinking of. Never mind. Um, but yeah, I love, uh, I, yeah, shut up is literally that is, was always the clip in the Disney channel commercial oh, when they said it was yeah. coming on TV that week. That yeah. was always the clip. So iconic. <laughs> um, I have my next one is just in case I'm not of a freak enough already. Let's add a tiara, which is also probably one of the most iconic quotes from this oh, movie. Yeah. Cause that's also one of the, the commercial trailer. moments. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, and I also had that written down. It's so good. Um, my next one is, I never caught this line before, but I thought it was so funny, this endless watch. And it just goes to show how clever Mia is, how funny mm-hmm. she is. When she's leaving the room after um, after being mad at her mom for keeping the secret for so long. And her mom's yeah. like, where are you going? And she goes, I'm going to straighten up the royal bedchamber. I love that. And I was like, that's fucking hilarious. Like, I'd probably be mad if a teenager talked to me that way, but that's a good line. Like, I'd, I'd find it's that good. funny. Yeah. <laughs> And kind, it also kind of reminded me, because another point I definitely wanted to bring up was just how, like, amazing her room is. That whole place? A converted fire department? Well, let alone all that, because that's amazing. But then I was also thinking back to our Hocus Pocus conversation about how <gasps> awesome his bedroom is with his little tower. How is like, it we Mia. keep doing movies with towers? <laughs> <laughs> Mia also. Oh, and then when she's like, oh, she went up to the tower. And then Clarice is like, she has, she has a, a tower? tower? That's one of my best quotes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, of course, all these places, all these people have such amazing, like, bedrooms. Yeah. And I think that's, like, part of it. I mean, you look at, like, also, you think about, like, TV shows like Zoe 101 where they show, like, amazing schools. Mm-hmm. I feel like they were just trying to get kids to watch because they were like, let's make kids really envious and, like, wish they, <laughs> they lived in these cool Probably. places. Because yeah. I remember thinking, I remember begging my parents to send me to a place like Zoe 101 for school. <laughs> and yeah, they were green just like, screen, like yeah. Cool and they were just like, that doesn't exist. And I was like, yes, it does. It has to. <laughs> and, it, and it does, but probably not very I think, cheap. I think it was something like Pacific PCA, Pacific Coast Academy, yeah, I think PCA. was what it was. In college, it was we had a club. We had a Zoe 101 club. <gasps> I would have... Wow, I would have been, every week been we president watched, of that club. <laughs> every week we watched two episodes of Somebody 101 and had a discussion on it. <laughs> Remember when she was like the most hated woman in America because yeah. she got pregnant and ruined the show? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I yeah. remember when that scandal broke. And being a little kid and being so angry, I, like, couldn't control myself. Like, <laughs> because it got the show canceled? Yeah, because I was like, we'll never know. And then they did that video, like, a year ago. Mm-hmm. The creator of the show did that fun video for all the fans. And then it no follow-through. They haven't done a second one yet. Yeah. And I'm, I'm mad. I'm desperate. I need another one. <laughs> Please, for the love of God. Oh, my. Uh, okay, so my next quote. <laughs> yeah. Yes, please. Uh, this one I had never caught before. And the more I think about it, the more confused I get. And it is probably my favorite line in the movie. Oh my God. And it's when, um, uh, Mia comes down the fire pole, Mm -hmm. uh, and she sees her grandmother there and is like, Oh, okay, I'm leaving. And then she goes, what are you two taking? Are you two waiting to take me on a talk show to tell me I have a twin sister who's a duchess? And then Clarice goes, you have a cousin who's a contessa fondly known as Bartholomew. Actually, we call him Pookie. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> it is so random. I'd never caught that before. And watching it this time, I was like, what just happened? Yeah, and I'm like, wait, why is a man, a Contessa, why do they call him Pookie? I'm like, is this a Pookie. Victor Victoria reference? I guess. Is this? Oh, wow. that Maybe it is. I don't know. But I'm like, I loved this line. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a good one. Um, we'd already kind of mentioned this earlier, but the, um, I can't believe I won an Emmy line is amazing. Uh, yeah. 
It's so good. <laughs> Everything. I wanted to write down every line he has in the movie, but I just wrote down a few because I was like, Lauren, you're going to you're going to waste all your note pages with just his. Yeah. Yep. Um, and I'd also written down she has a tower. But then my other one, this is also one of the references for me, the scene <laughs> where he says that he tells Mia that he can she can call him Joe. And she says, Joey. And he goes, <laughs> no, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of my favorite lines, just because of the way that Julie Andrews says it, is, it's not my ball, it's Zenobia's annual Independence Day ball. <laughs> that is a good line. It's just like, the way that she intones it, every time makes me laugh. Because yep. it's just like, it's so impassioned. She's like, it's not my ball. <laughs> I love it. This is another um, Joe line that I love. Where the girls are calling yep. a limo a hearse, and he goes, "And if this were, and if this was a hearse, there'd be silence in the back seat." Yeah, and they were done too. I <laughs> loved that, that was, one. That was awesome. I was he's like, "The best." And I like that they actually laugh at it. That they like find it funny what he just said, and he smiles too. That he's like, "Yeah, yeah. I was funny." <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh. Then, but on the side of the column, that's Lily is kind of an asshole. Is the whole. <laughs> She's like, well, at least your dad's alive. And then she goes, I thought you'd gotten over that. What's it been? Two months? And I was like, bitch, like two months? Yeah. I, yeah, that's, that's one of like the major moments in the article where they're like, literally, I think the the author wrote like, she has zero empathy. She does. And like, but then they go on to kind of explain like how distant they had been and they like, whatever. But it's still, like, it's two still months the man... is not that long of a time. Yeah, and it's still the man you share DNA with. Exactly. Like, even and if... they still had a connection. Yeah, exactly. And, like, she's in the middle of all of this stuff with her grandmother. So, like, it's probably bringing up a lot of emotions oh, she yeah. has about her, her absent father. So, like, to just be like, wasn't that two months? Like, that was already two months ago. It's just like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, that pissed me off. Yep. Horrible. Um... <laughs> I also wrote, this is, like, random, but this cheerleading thing of the, hi there, ho there, how do you do? So I always wanted to be a cheerleader, and I wasn't allowed to be a cheerleader. And I, so I remember all cheerleading references from movies, Hmm. and this was one of them, that as soon as I started to watch the movie, it's been, like, ten years, and I immediately remembered the cheer, because I was a desperate child. (laughs) That wasn't the whole cheer, though, right? You can do the whole cheer. Oh, no, there was more to it. But honestly, the only thing I ever caught, because, like, people start talking over them. So, like, you can't really... Like, I remember, like, they in the beginning of the movie, they'd go, like, hi there, ho there, how do you do? They say something else, and then they're like, I'm Lana, Anna, and Fontana. And, like, I... Yeah. (laughs) I was going to say, have your cheerleading moment if you want it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Um, I had one of the other lines I really enjoyed is when uh, one of the first princess lessons... And Clarice is like, oh, here, stand. Let me look at you. <laughs> and so she's like naming things off about her. And she's like, the neck is seemly. That's the only one that I wrote down. Just because oh. I loved that one so much. I mean, she just said other things. It was like, you know, like. I wrote down the bush the eyebrows. The, oh, yeah, yeah. But I'm like, the neck is seemly. Just because I was like, what does that even mean? Yeah. Like, I, lo- <laughs> I don't know. Like, what are they going to do to her neck in like two weeks? <laughs> Paolo, what are you doing to that neck? Yeah, like, does she is she talking about like contouring? Like, I don't know what is what would she do. Um, <laughs> and then this is actually funny enough. We were just talking about Clarice, so this is one of Clarice's lines that's also referenced in my family that my mom giggles at every time <laughs> when uh, Mia walks across her doing the walking lesson, and she goes, "So we don't slump like this." <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, the way she walks after that is amazing. That's so good. And uh, and then, yeah, <laughs> Mia's like little breeze through. <laughs> so good. So good. I love uh, when she's putting on the pantyhose in the back of the car, oh, the back of the yes. limo. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. And Joe's just like, I've never put on pantyhose, but it sounds dangerous. That was my very next line. <laughs> my next one is, uh, oh, when she she's having her dance lesson and she goes, Grandma, I spun oh, yeah. without hurting anyone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so good. <laughs> and right before that, I, I had that one, but right before that one, I had, it's a mix between a waltz and a tango. It's a wango? No. <laughs> just like Joe, just like how, like, quickly. Yeah. No. <laughs> he, he just doesn't put up with shit. <laughs> I love him. Uh, but I love I love that one. She was so proud that she didn't hurt anybody. She was, which I felt that, because I was like, oh my God, that was me with every dance partner <laughs> in high school when I would have to do shows. God forbid I had to, like, be lifted by them or something. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Ugh. My next quote is uh, when Paolo is introduced and he asks, you know, where the princess is. And he turns, sees Mia, and he it's, like, the scream of, like, ah, she's a gorgeous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he really tries to cover it up. Oh, so good. Uh, also, Paolo, when he says, if, if Brooke Shields married Groucho Marx, their child would have your eyebrows. <laughs> I never noticed how many eyebrow comments he makes. I was like, Jesus a Christ. Lot. Like, yeah, her eyebrows are rough, but like, wow. <laughs> um, My very next one is also, oh, wait, was that your quote? Sorry, I, I don't want to skip over you. Yeah, yeah, that was mine. Okay, good. This also is one that is referenced a lot in my house where <laughs> he breaks her glasses and she goes, you broke my glasses. And he goes, you broke my brush. I love it. <laughs> I forgot. I literally gasped when he broke her glasses. I did not remember yeah. that. And then he said the line and I died of laughter because I was like, oh, shit, that's the line. Like, It's that's such a line. good moment. So good. Oh, my God. Um, going back to Asshole Lily one, the, oi, who destroyed you? <gasps> she literally. And then oh immediately God. after she goes, you look ridiculous. You should sue. I'm like, you bitch. She's and also she has like no reason to say that at all like she's just and i love and this is actually my next quote is um mia's defense where she's like Mm -hmm. just because your hair sucks get off mine yep like so like that's why i hate that's why lily is like the worst friend because it seems like the whole movie she's just jealous of mia all the time and she doesn't show it but she just takes it out on her yeah and it's like who the fuck are you to do that to supposedly your best friend like She's and then also this is one of the things in the article is when she just bullied Mia to the point of bringing Mia to tears in the car. And when Mia finally stands up for herself and defends herself, she immediately Lily immediately gets defensive and threatens to destroy the gift that Mia gave her. Yeah. And it's like, wow, you are really a bitch. And on top of it, everything that like quote-unquote, then fixes, like, quote-unquote, their relationship, is just her being like, oh, well, oh, you're a princess. And then the next time, it's like, oh, well, I want you to be a princess. And it's like, okay. Yeah, that scene And comes... she's like, I just needed an attitude adjustment. I'm like, okay, good for you for, like, seeing that and <laughs> saying it. But also, no. Yeah, she doesn't really earn the apology. Because she doesn't no. really... She doesn't really do anything to earn Mia's trust back. Like, yeah, sure, she goes to the event, but after everything she's done, why would Mia even want her there? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's there's really no reason. They don't, there's nothing, Lily does nothing to earn Mia's friendship back. Mm-mm. Yeah. Um, what's your next one? Next I have, what is this quote? 
<laughs> I honestly don't know what this quote is. I'm going to say it, and then yeah. maybe you can remember. Like, oh, I remember. Okay, during Princess Lessa, I when I say it, you'll realize because it's just so generic. Mm-hmm. Um, when During Princess Lessa, she's teaching her how to wave. She's like, no, 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 you have to go, thank you for being here today. Oh, yeah. How do they, I forget exactly how they say it. Thank you for being here today. Yeah, thank you for being here. Like, what? <laughs> I just love that moment. That's also one of my family's, like, biggest quotes is, like, <laughs> if we leave a room or, like, one of us has to go do something, we'll just be like, thank you for being here today. <laughs> yeah. Um, we say it a lot when we go to Disney, I think. That's, like, one of our jokes, okay. I think. Because we'll, like, watch the princess waves, you know, on the floats. Oh, yes. And we'll just, like, copy. Um. <laughs> My next one is, and I'm going to perform it exa- try to perform it exactly how Sandra O oh does it. Yes, please. She's in the office, you know, like Mia's just been discovered. I think I know exactly what you were yep. talking about. And she picks up the phone and she goes, Gupta. Mm-hmm. 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 Hangs up. The queen is coming. Yes! I love it. I, I found her. a um, uh, compilation on YouTube just before we recorded this where people were performing that with their cats. <gasps> Wait. What? They would pick up their cat as the phone and then go, Gupta. Mm-hmm. And then put their cat down. And I'll send it to you. It was the weirdest thing. And some of the cats looked very confused. It must be like a TikTok challenge or something. I think it was. Oh, goodness. But, that's uh, that's hilarious. That is, I, that's one of my favorite moments of her in this movie. Oh, yeah. Like, that's I don't like, know why. That's the moment where she steals the movie. Yeah. It's just like the rhythm of it is perfect. And like. Just then her complete, like, fawning over Clarice. Yes. <laughs> and Clarice sends her away by saying, like, security measures. And Joe's just like, huh? <laughs> and he's like, oh, oh, yes, yes, of course, yes, of course. Oh, yes. Yeah, your your security is very lacking. <laughs> yeah. Um, one of my favorite Lily moments in the film, I'm getting on my Lily lines, is, wait up, wait for me. Not you. I don't even know you. <laughs> Okay, that is, like, the only redeemable moment for me, for her in this movie, (laughs) is her otter book bag and that (laughs) moment, because that's fucking hilarious. You, I don't even know (laughs) you. (laughs) You know, saying out loud, it kind of reminds me of something like Billy Eichner would yell when he's running down the street. Oh, yes. That's definitely... She should do an episode of Billy Eichner and just repeat that line over and over again. (laughs) Just, like, I want to see video of her do that again, and, like, in the middle of New York City, and just yell at anybody (sighs) who looks behind. Like, not you. I don't even know you. I do love that idea. Oh, my God. (laughs) Uh, My next one is... um, Oh, this is one of my mom's favorite lines in the whole movie. Movie that gets her cackling every time. Okay. When the nuns call nine one one. Yep. And the nun and the nun goes, uh, they put me on hold. And the other nun goes, oh, for the love of God. <laughs> I love that moment. I don't think I'm gonna be able to find it because it's not one that I saved. But there was a review that I read, um, on one of my favorite Christian review sites. Oh my god. Movie review sites. Oh no. Wait, you do you read those things? Oh, like, all regularly? the time. Yes. <laughs> You don't understand. I love reading bad reviews on the internet. Well, yeah, like, you introduced me to like um what what was the what was the podcast called? Oh, Beach Too Sandy, Water Too Wet. Yes. <laughs> yep, Alex and Christine Schieffer are amazing and um I've always loved bad reviews. I found a podcast that reads bad reviews and I'm like these are my people. Um <laughs> but there's a website that I've I've been reading this website for probably 10 years now. Oh my god. Um, yeah, and it's all, like, just a Christian review site, but then they usually do their own reviews of things, but then people can make their own, like, account and then put their own little reviews. And one of them literally was like, this is a pretty decent movie for being a G rating. 
um, it they don't take the Lord's name in vain, blah, 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 blah. And then it's like, oh, except for the one time they do take the Lord's name in vain, but it's the nuns who do it. And it doesn't really seem disrespectful. And I'm like, let's look at this line. They put me on hold over oh, the love of God. I'm like, and then the lady on the roof is like, I'm a pretty good judge of these things. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay, Maybe honey. she's the nun. Maybe that's the actress who played that role. And she's just Maybe. She's like, herself oh, in the let's... eyes of God. <laughs> she's like, oh, let's draw attention to my amazing performance in The Princess Diaries. <laughs> oh, God. Um, anyway. What's your next one? Uh, <laughs> oh, no. it's, this is again it's like nothing but I died laughing uh, so it's after the trolley sequence mm-hmm. um, when they're getting into the police car and Clarice just goes goodbye trolley people I wrote that too <laughs> I wrote like almost all of her one liners in that when they offer the yes. emergency when she calls the Genovian order of the rose <laughs> the emergency break you know like yep. i have an I, I have an umbrella uh no uh. Uh, i have an emergency break oh that'll do um we're insured um <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then she calls him noble arthur and then what you yeah she says like goodbye trolley people i, I love that i wrote movie. all of those down because it's too good, good. <sighs> and again yeah. it's like only julie andrews can pull all of those off you know like yep. she just nails that scene so well and I also read down, this is also one of my family's iconic lines when she goes, um, uh, do you want to slide in first? And she goes, no, I never slide. Yep. <laughs> and that's also one of my family lines. I love it. What's your next one? Next, I, well, going back one, I have, uh, it's one of the weird little, like, every time they go to the school, they have, like, an announcement voice. Oh, yeah. Say some weird, kind of not funny joke. Yeah. But my favorite one is, well, the feng shui clubs, please stop rearranging the furniture on the lawn. Wait, that's funny. I didn't catch that one. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, that, that one was pretty funny. <laughs> that sounds like a joke out of, um, Kim Possible. Do you ever, like, <gasps> yeah. yeah, I love, yeah, that's one does. of my favorite things in the world is, is, is those things. And Big Mouth does it too now, which just makes yeah, me so happy. Um, <laughs> uh, my next one, which is also kind of like a throwaway line from, um, when she, um, is trying to walk into school and she signs Gary Marshall's granddaughter's autograph. <laughs> autographs <laughs> um you hear somebody say the princess is late for algebra yeah <laughs> i just think that's funny also a weird moment that doesn't fit into these categories so i'm just gonna say it now is when they first find out when they the news all first shows up at the school mm-hmm. like to bombard her the very first day that they're all there one of the guys is like wearing a suit jacket <laughs> and holding his microphone but he's not wearing pants he just has like shorts on Oh, because <laughs> like on the I guess on the video camera, he's only shown from like the waist up. But yeah, that's so weird. I was like, I like that. I never noticed that. <laughs> um, Then, oh, this one uh, is just a really good burn from Michael when she goes over to tell Michael that she's been asked out on this date. Mm-hmm. And she's like, guess what? Like Josh just said to just ask me. And he goes, can I borrow a comb? <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was awesome. I was like, I you go, that. Michael. He is dipshit. <laughs> oh, I do love that. I have... Oh, um, this is on... Oh, crap. What's the name of her public access show? Shut up. Shut up and listen. Thank you. Shut up and listen. That's easy enough to remember. Uh, <laughs> after he does his like horrible card tricks and she's like, thank you for your potpourri of prestidigitations. Oh, my God. I missed that one. Jesus. I'm like, what? What a mouthful. <laughs> I know. Even just saying it now, I'm like, I'm not going to say this right. <laughs> You're but I kind of did. Yeah. Uh, my next one, this is also one of those ones put in in post, but it's hilarious. 
when you hear a girl in the crowd waving at the helicopter and she goes, hey, my dad thinks I'm a princess. <gasps> I heard that this time too. I was like, what? That's always been one of my family's favorite lines because it's just like stands out so much and it's fucking hilarious. And I still love that line because I know those bitches who would say that, you know? And oh, it's, yeah. it's oh, yeah. great. It's just great. Um, Right after that, when she and Josh are coming out of the little shack, mm-hmm. um, well, first of all, wait, Josh, I, I bet I know the one you're referring to. Keep going. Probably will. Well, first of all, Josh in the shack when he's like, "Oh, we're all alone in this little shack." I'm like, "No, stop." Yeah, nasty. Yeah. But then on their way <laughs> yeah, out, nasty. I hate him. But on their way out, she hits him with the thing. Yep. And then one yes. of the, the two ladies are kind of like, "Hit him again." <laughs> yes. That's my very next one, and it's because it's it. one of my mom's favorites. <laughs> She always starts like, she always starts giggling. She's like, yeah, hit him again. It's like two like middle-aged ladies in like some weirdly 70s looking clothing. Well, very like, paparazzi-esque. Very oh, like I mean, yes. they want the yeah. shot again. Hit him again. Yeah. <laughs> What's your next one? Uh, oh wait, that have... was your one, was it? Yeah, that was mine. You go. Oh yeah, you go. yeah, yeah. So my next one, this just really quick. I'm gonna say two because this one's really quick. Yeah. Just I like the uh Michael has a really good play on word at one point when he's like grabbing the check. And he says, like, consider me royally flushed. Yep. And I really like that line. I was like, that's a really good line. And it's why I like the two of them together. They're really cute. Because they're both very witty and mm-hmm. clever. And, like, both. And, like, the fact that she knows, like, an Eleanor Roosevelt quote. I'm like, yeah, oh, I think. Yeah. I bet they get along really well. Um, But then the next one I love is so after Lana gets coned. And she's screaming at Vice Principal Gupta for help. And and she's just like, oh, no, dear. I was in a very important meeting. Send it out for dry cleaning. <laughs> like, obviously, they were just, like, eating lunch or something. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I just love that, like, clearly Gupta's on Mia's side and lets her yes. have it. And I love the way she just cavalierly just goes, like, send it out for dry cleaning. And just, like, just, like throws like, it away. Even her, around, yeah. Yeah, even her, like, arm gesture. She's just like, oh, yeah. well. It's, I love her. She's, like, p- copying, pretending to be a princess. Yeah. I love her. Oh, my it. God. That's yeah, actually that's probably so what she was thinking, I bet, in her head. She's like, this is how the princess would do it. A diplomatic response. Um, <laughs> uh, what? Oh, how do they wait? What is Oh, polite, but vague. <laughs> yes. Oh, I love that. Because that's, like, she's, like, a very, what was it? A very political response or something like that. Yeah, she's Some a like, very diplomatic response. Diplomatic response, yes. Polite, but vague. Because <laughs> that reminded me a lot. My voice teacher back in high school. Like, she always used to tell me something along the lines of that. She's like, you always speak like a politician. So polite and vague. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's me. So, uh, I have... Uh, oh, uh, when Joe is driving Mia, I th- uh, I'm not sure where they're going. But he's like talking about the pumps. And he's like, oh, when I purchased the pumps, they asked if I wanted to wear them wrapped or if I wanted to wear them. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. <laughs> Uh, my next one is when the ball is happening and there's that woman and her husband staring at the statue and she goes, <laughs> <laughs> she goes, and cheese, maybe it's string cheese. <laughs> and the way she says it, like she's in a trance is hilarious. Yes. It's oh, so I weird. love her. I love that moment. Uh, Cause she says something else too, like a, a scene later. Oh yeah, at the at the dan- at the ball. At the ball, yeah. Uh, anyway, but it's like that same tone of voice. She has like, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like very grandma. Oh yeah. Like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I love her. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Let's see what else. Oh, the one. This is like not funny because the line's funny, but she's like, I couldn't get Joe on his cell phone. There's too much static from the storm. I'm like, <laughs> like that doesn't happen anymore. Yeah. Like, it's just so funny. <laughs> it really aged the movie a little bit. A little bit, yeah. Because for the also, most part. Also, her walking around with that giant, like, palm pilot. Oh, yeah. That is hilarious. <laughs> I love it. Oh, my God. It's so horrible. Um, My. Oh, my next one. I just love, I love the physical comedy of it, plus the way he says it. Mm-hmm. When Joe's trying to find out from Mr. Robitussin where Mia went, and he, like, brings him over and grabs him. Yeah. And he's like, where is she? And he just goes, she went that way, then that way. And it's like the finger pointing that really yep. does it for me. The way he does it gets me in, every single time. In that, like, huge, oversized, now, like, soaking wet sweat sweatshirt. Yeah. <laughs> Poor dude. Just, he him. won an Emmy. He doesn't he deserve won this. An Emmy. <laughs> and his little director's chair that he sits in. Yeah. <laughs> I need a. I, that's. I didn't write this down as a note. I need a movie about him. <laughs> I need a I would Disney, be very curious. To I need see. a Disney Plus series. <laughs> Fully about Mr. Robitussin. <laughs> I would pay so much money to watch that. <laughs> I am positive. Absolutely positive that that's not been pitched. <laughs> I'm going to walk into Disney's offices tomorrow. I'm going like, <laughs> to, on my here. PowerPoint, I'll have my laser pointer. <laughs> <laughs> I would watch that, though. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, let's see. I only have a couple left. Uh, let's see. What's a good one? Oh, when when Lily's like, why didn't we dress like her? We look like idiots. <laughs> yeah. And, like, obviously, like, they look great. And she's, like, in a soaking wet, like, hoodie. <laughs> but I love, that's one of, again, one of the few redeemable moments of Lily. Few redeemable. Because I'm like, that's yeah. fucking hilarious if she had showed up the same way. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, My next one, because I love how dramatic this is. And I never realized how funny it was. It's when Mia's sitting in the car and it stopped running. And she goes, is this punishment for driving without a licensed driver in the front seat? (laughs) And, like, it takes so long to get to the joke, but it is worth it when you get there. Which is also hilariously, in one of the reviews I read, a reason why a parent did not recommend this movie for young children. Because she drove illegally. Oh, my God. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Uh, I love it. Oh, and then when the horns start blaring, I love that moment. When, like, Joe's come to rescue her. Oh, I love... I literally almost got emotional when the car... When the limo... I never realized how much that's, like, my favorite part in the movie. But when the limo Mm. comes up and you hear the song... Yeah. I was like, oh, wait. I'm so excited. Like, it made me really happy. (laughs) Can I, like... I don't remember if I said this, but in my superlative for... um, uh, for a dynamic duo, I might. I don't think I said Joe and Mia, but I think we I said Joe and Mia. We didn't mention them, but I want to. Yeah, I'm totally down to like honorable mention Joe and like, Mia. They have a yeah, great relationship. And I love. They do. Like I love when he sees her crying in the car. I was just about to say that because like yeah. now talking through the movie, I'm like remembering these little moments, and I'm like, he like just looks out for her so much. He really and, like, does. When they shared that moment with the Eleanor Roosevelt quote. Yeah, and like, when and when they're on the basketball court too, after she's talked yes. with Lily and she's run off, and she's like Joe, and he comes over and she's like, I don't want to be a princess anymore, and like they're just so sweet together. I love them together, and I love he's like, Are you running away? And she's like, Dressed like this? No, I'm going to a ball. <laughs> it's so good. I love them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, what's uh, is that your next one or oh? Oh, I think this is the line that I was trying to remember from the string cheese lady. Oh. When she's like, do you think they were trying to save money on the gown? <gasps> yes, that is her. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, my next one is, um, 
Oh, I love when the woman over, like, her shoulder turns to, like, the evil couple trying to take over <gasps> the country. And she goes, I hope you didn't order your stationery yet. Yeah. I and love the looks that. that she gives. She, like, looked so proud of her joke and just she turns did. out and it's like, <laughs> That's me. I would say something like that to, like, one of my family members. I'd just yeah. be like, hee, hee, hee. <laughs> <laughs> and I love, I loved that little, like, evil villain couple that, like, never really turned into anything. Mm-hmm. But they, like, kind of looked like they were going to be, like, those evil villains from, like, Beethoven 2. Yeah. <laughs> wow, so specific, Beethoven 2. <laughs> that's, no, but, like, those are the people, that's exactly who they reminded me of. The, like, Eastern European version of the Beethoven 2 villains. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, what's your next one? Um... Honestly, the last one I had was the stationary one, but I will go. My last line is just the line where uh, she says her name, which I'm not going to say because I don't have it written down. And it just says, Princess of Genovia. Yep. You got to pronounce it. Princess. Beautiful moment. Yep. Beautiful moment. I have just a couple more. When um, Mia and uh, Michael leave the dance floor and uh, <gasps> oh. Joe says, um, like, uh, I like uh, I had that idea or something. And then he goes like, but now the garden is ocupado. Yeah. <laughs> and like I just Joe. love that. Yeah. Cause I'm also like, I, this is why I love him. Cause like he wants to do something romantic and take her to the garden. It's so cute. Um, yeah. it's a cute Taylor Swift song, Betty. <laughs> when we go into the garden. Sorry. I'm a huge Taylor Swift fan. I have to mention her. <laughs> I love you, Taylor. Um, and then my very last line is I've already referenced it, but when he, Michael asks, you know, like why me? And she says, because you saw me when I was invisible. That's a beautiful moment. And it's a really cute moment. And I like also, because this is such a me thing, she says mm-hmm. that beautiful, succinct, uh, you know, grown-up answer, and then she starts to ramble. Yeah. And he, like, leans in and kisses her. And I love it, because I'm like, oh, that's me. <laughs> I always do that. I always talk longer <laughs> than I should. Hence this podcast <laughs> being, like, two and a half hours long. True. Um, But those are all the best quotes. Woo! <laughs> There's a lot of good quotes in this movie. This movie, I actually had to start giving up on writing them down, because I was going to write the whole movie down. Yeah. And that's one of my notes. For I have some notes. is like, this whole movie is best quote, because it really is one of my favorite. Now, one mm. of my new all-time favorite scripts ever. This movie, like, deserves it's a an great, award. It it's is a, a great, great script. script. Yeah. Um, and then now we move on to the last superlative of best all around. And I have a few nominations. Mm. So I have Queen Clarice because what yeah. a queen. And like the idea that she wants to just like keep her country in good hands. So she thinks yeah. her granddaughter would do a better job than these other horrible people and tries to make amends for like not being in her life and tries to get her connected to her father in some way. Yes. And has to reconnect with his ex-wife, which is probably hard too. Like, mm. trying to make up for that, you know? And, yeah. like, now all of a sudden being a grandmother. Like, she's never had to be a grandparent. And no. now that's all of a sudden she's having to pull this off. And, um, love her. Joe, because he really yep. is, like, the hero of the movie in so many ways. I was going to say, to me, I wrote down, like, he is the heart of the movie to me. Like, Aww. Yeah. I, I think that because he brings that, I mean, obviously Clarice is like working to become more of a grandmother to Mia, to Mia. But I think it's because of Joe that that happens. Oh yeah. And yeah, like yeah. Joe is also instrumental in Mia's journey in like kind of accepting like the responsibility that she has. Oh, very much so. Oh my god. I feel so like, like without him those few weeks that she was training, I don't know how she would have managed. Oh, I don't think she would have. Yeah. yeah. No. Joe's amazing. Um and then of course I mentioned Mia. 
because yeah. she carries really i almost want to give it like specifically to anne hathaway because she just carries the movie so well mm. and it holds up so well over the years and like it does congratulations um and then i wrote down some funny answers um i wrote down michael because i just think mm-hmm. as a love interest he that this is like one of my big things that i've been noticing in a lot of my movie reviews is like the guys who are like so fucking decent who literally never do a single thing <laughs> wrong in the movie are yeah. my favorite and michael is one of those guys he mm-hmm. never he almost he almost even doesn't make her feel bad about what she does with with um with, Josh. Like, missing the date yeah oh, gotcha yeah. like it's almost like he's actually he almost like she he really could have been meaner to her like he could have been harsher about it you know yeah, feeling but instead he's just kind of like he's just trying to protect himself because yeah. he's like because he knows he's liked her all this all this time and now yeah. it's like up to her to like have to do something about it and i just really appreciate his character in the movie because he's very kind um and then mr robitussin is fucking hilarious <laughs> and i want like i said i need a disney plus limited series about who mr robitussin is <laughs> and then but last but not least because you know this is coming fat louie fat louie because one of the most iconic film cats in my opinion humble opinion that's really true and i just want fat louie cuddled in my lap right now just all yeah. curled up with his little tiara and also breaking gender norms Male cat wearing a tiara. Let's just talk that about is true. that. Amazing. Go Fat Louie. And also, that is Fat Louie's real name. I saw it. It said Fat Louie in the Fat credits, Louis and it himself. said self. Yeah. And I was like, I fucking love that they just left the name as Fat Louie, because it's perfect. And um, I want a Fat Louie in my life, and I miss my fat kitty cat, Maisie, very, very much. And uh, while we're recording this, my dad sent me a picture of, of Maisie, and I miss my cat. So, But most of all, like, I don't know who to give it to. Do you have any nominations? No, no. I mean, you said basically who I said. I had like obviously, like Clarice and Mia, mm-hmm. and Joe. <laughs> I feel like it's just the three of them tied, because they really carry so much of this movie. And I feel like yeah. with, without any of them, I don't think this movie would have worked. No. Yeah, they're tied. That's Let's give it to all three of them. I Yay! love it. Awesome. Okay, so before we move on to, I have some notes. Quick curveball. Did you have a crush on any of these people when you were a kid? Okay, so like. I was thinking about that because I, I mean, I knew the curveball was coming. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think so. Like, if I had to say someone, I'd definitely say Michael. Just because, like, he plays piano. I play piano. He's really cute. I mean, I'm not. I'm not. I don't know why I was comparing. Because, like, I was, I'm not going to say that. Um, you are cute. Thank you. <laughs> um, that was very <laughs> aggressive. But I was like, <laughs> I'm, trying to con- I'm trying to convince you. You didn't sound positive. No, I meant me yelling thank you seemed very aggressive. <laughs> it's like, thank you! Um, but thank you. Yeah. But no, I I mean, he's definitely, like, re-watching the movie. He's definitely, like, the cutest one. Because, mm-hmm. like, I was... But again, like, as I was saying earlier, I was expecting, like, you know, like, I don't know, the that early aughts beefcake TM. Yep. And um, I didn't really feel like I got that in this movie. Oh, yeah, there's, there's none. Other than maybe, like, Joe. But that's, that's kind not... of out of the age group. Yeah, that's out of the age group. I mean, you're not wrong. Like, yes. But, like, he's out of the age group. He's mm-hmm. not really part of, like, that teen movie. We need, like, that one guy that all the girls are going to have crushes on and all the gay guys are going to have crushes on. Yeah. For me, I have never had a crush on any of these people. Yeah. None, I mean, of, like, none of them are my type. Like, that's fair. I like more their aesthetic than who they are. Mm. Like, I like, like, Joe and Clarice are, like, the aesthetic I aspire to be someday. Yes. But, like, 
I don't like them personally as like attracted to them. Um, even like Michael is like a really nice guy. I love his character in this, uh, but that's not one of my types. My um, boyfriend just texted me from the bedroom and he oh, said, no. so Michael's cute, is he? <laughs> I'm gonna punch him. And I'm like, oh, okay. I love that he's just like eavesdropping. <laughs> no, he's not. But I would say like, uh, if I really had a crush on anybody, I would probably say Mandy Moore. Okay. And yeah. only her looks, like not her character. Obviously, she's well, a no. fucking bitch. <laughs> but she is so goddamn pretty in this. She is, yeah. It's like it's like not even fair. Yeah. Ugh. Also, I, also I didn't know, mention it, but iconic, stupid Cupid. <gasps> oh my god. I don't know how we missed Talk that. Talk about best song. I love that song. I had to I... sing along to the whole number. Yeah, I'm and like I was a huge like Patsy Cline fan when I was a child. Mm-hmm. Um. I mean, uh, we'll get to the music thing later, just because there's a lot of great songs in this movie. Mm -hmm. But, like, I feel like this song really reintroduced our generation to Stupid Cupid. Like, who who would know that song if it wasn't for this movie? Yeah, literally no one. I, yeah. I didn't know until you just said this that it had previously existed. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, yeah. Like, why would it have been written for this film? It was so weirdly put in here. Yep. It's so good, though. Um, yeah. so oh, it's now, great. So now we move into I Have Some Notes category, which... I uh, Have Some Notes. <laughs> which, for those of you keeping track at home, I wrote 11 pages, which oh, is probably, like, the <laughs> third, fourth highest that I've written, I think. Um, what was your highest? Do you remember? My highest is High School Musical at 15. Okay. Princess Bride, I think, is 14. Okay. Um, Sleepover and Hocus Pocus, I think, are tied at 12. Wow. And this is 11. Yeah. Okay. And then, uh, yeah. Yeah. So I think this is fourth highest. <laughs> uh, and then do you want me to go first or do you want to go first? Uh, you can go first. Okay, cool. Whatever we've already mentioned, I'm going to try to skip over. Yeah. Um, just so that, oh, not too much repetition. But um, let's see where to begin. Um, whoever designed the Genovia flag did a really good job. Yeah. Like, considering it's not a real flag, it looks like it, and it's just a great job. Uh, it looks like a real country flag. Um, Supergirl, I'm Supergirl, is a great introduction <laughs> song to this movie, and I mm-hmm. love how it, like, gets remixed and, like, all of a sudden, like, breaks out. And, like, it's so good. And I forgot what a great opener song it is. It, it works great. Mm-hmm. Whitney Houston, for those of you who don't <gasps> know, is a producer on this movie. Yeah. The Whitney Houston. It's I I love that fact because like it's so weird. Why? Like, but cool. <laughs> but why? Amazing. Um, Sandra O oh is a national treasure. Is what I wrote because I fucking love her. They really make Mia look horrible in this, which oh, is like yeah. kind of a feat to make Anne Hathaway look that like awful. But like, wow, they do a good job. They do a great job. Yeah. Um, I love the fake kiss that Mia envisions between her. <laughs> And Josh, because actually it's really hot. Like, if there's any moment in this movie that turns me on, it's that moment. Mm. Like, And wow. I love the music underneath it. Yes. It's a great choice. It's so good. And I love that it happens, like, twice in this movie. And yeah. I'm just like, Jesus, she's just, like, macking on this guy. <laughs> um, I wrote in the debate scene with the teacher, I just wrote, this teacher is such a teacher. <laughs> He's teaching so hard. Like, <laughs> when he removes the sign and he goes, I love that sound. Like, what? <laughs> He's so weird. That actor does a great job of being, like, such a teacher. He does a great job. Um, I love rock climbing, so I really miss rock gyms. And this movie mm. made me miss it even more. It's just, like, I love rock climbing. Um, Genovia is a great name for a country. Mm-hmm. Great name. Uh, we already said Catch a Falling Star, iconic. 
Um, I wrote, <laughs> I mentioned this earlier, but I have to write exactly, I have to say what exactly what I wrote. When Julie Andrews makes her entrance in the movie, I wrote, I'm going to cry. I am crying. Julie is my hero. <laughs> and I really was crying. Oh. Um, what else? They like didn't, <laughs> the queen wasn't even like giving M- Mia a chance to decide if she wanted to be princess. She was just like, we're going to do this, 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 and that. And Mia's just, like, runs away, and she gets mad at her. It's like, well, look at what she just did. Yeah, like, what else do you expect? Yeah. Um, okay. I I kind of think it's crazy how, like, I don't know when the book series was written, but obviously Princess Diana died before this movie came out. Mm-hmm. And I think it's crazy how they say that he died in an, the, the, the prince died in a accident. And I was like, are they trying to like use the princess die anything to be like, Oh, I, I could think about that. Cause I was like thinking they, and they say accident, but they don't describe what kind of accident. And I'm like, accident, how the fuck, what kind of accident? And then I was like, Oh wait, princess die. I think they're trying to infer that like same kind of deal probably. Oh, weird. Yeah. Um, which I'm like not surprised because people probably related to that the most because it was still so tragic. Right. Well, I mean, like weird change though. I wonder why they changed that for the movie because in the books he's very much alive. Mm. Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he's very much alive, and part of the issue is that he's like infertile and he can't have any further children to mm. like further his line. Oh, that's who can ascend to the throne very different movie i like this concept better i like this concept better too the one thing i wish that i liked a little better from the book at least from my understanding of the book is that she calls uh clarice grand mare because she thinks that english is too vulgar and she's like a bitch the grandmother in the book is oh that doesn't surprise me because there's like hints of it in this movie i just want more of it (laughs) Uh, you want more of her being a bitch i do (laughs) oh no um what else? What else? What else? Um, oh, the cat hisses at the queen. Yeah. <laughs> Fat Louis hissed at the queen. What? Uh, crazy. Uh, I wrote, Michael's good at baseball and piano and cars. He is really fucking hot. Like, mm-hmm. to be that well-rounded, a boy to be that be- well-rounded, he's a unicorn. Crazy. <laughs> um, I wrote in all caps, wow, never met. Like, the idea that she never met her father yeah is insane to me like stakes just went way higher for her to have this expectation of being a a queen someday yeah and then i also wrote in all caps why is everyone so athletic in this movie <laughs> like literally they have a rock climbing scene they show her and lily riding their scooters uphill oh my god they they show soccer practice and baseball and like so many athletic things in this movie i'm like why is everybody so fit what the fuck be normal teenagers mm-hmm. um i wrote mia don't wear your fucking glasses in in gym like what <laughs> the fuck of course you're not gonna wear your glasses while balls are being thrown at your goddamn face what the fuck um oh i love this is one of the moments where like i literally wrote julie clarice can get it when when Joe just goes, you've been wearing black too long. And they start dancing together. And I that was like. That is the sexiest thing. It's the, so sexy. And that scene is actually really steamy. And I'm just like, oh, oh my God. Couple goals. <laughs> uh, the reveal of Mia. Oh, yeah. Is one of the most iconic film moments, I think, ever. Just in general. Like, mm-hmm. I think that's just, like, hands down one of the best uh, makeup reveals ever. And, yeah. like. 
you know how some movies you're just kind of like, oh, well, she could just, she should just be herself. But I feel like in this movie, it actually is justified her glow up. Yeah. And I think it's, it's good. Like, I don't, yeah. I do agree. It almost feels like she's really, she's finding herself. It's not like, oh, I'm putting something else on. It feels like she's like, they're helping her like find who she is or who she wants to be. Yeah. Cause I feel like her other style she was using to hide. Mm, Yep. And she just needed somebody to tell her, like, no, you don't have to. Yeah. Like, who told you you have to? Um, the press should be ashamed. Of, like, the paparazzi should oh be ashamed of themselves. The way that they treat this poor girl. I mean, literally, like, one of my... I forget if this is one of my... Oh, it's kind of one of my spicy hot takes, but I'll spoil it now. When they take pictures of her from the changing room and she's naked, that's child pornography. That is disgusting. Like, literally child pornography. And none of them could actually publish those pictures because they would mm-hmm. all be arrested. And I think it's crazy that they even take pictures of her in that moment. Like, yeah. that's very, 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 very extremely illegal. Yeah. And they should be ashamed of themselves. Um, for those of you who don't know, when Mia slips on the bleachers outside, that was a genuine accident. <laughs> that she, it had just rained, which you see them holding their umbrellas. And she, and that is literally Anne Hathaway slipping. And that is them freaking out that she got hurt. And she just, that's why she tries to keep going with the scene. She's like, the third thing. What's the third thing? And they, she, like, tries to keep the scene going so they can keep filming. So that's real. I love that moment. Yeah, me too. It's so good. It's What I love is, like, it's also one of the trailer moments. Like, they, yeah. they use that in the advertisements for the movie, which I love, that it was, like, an accident and they kept it in the movie. Um, She, for those of you keeping track, she's 15 years old. She's in 10th grade and has to decide whether to be a princess or not. Think about yourself. I'm thinking about me when I was in 10th grade. And oh my fucking God. I like, what? I was actually a ninth grader when I was 15. I was in ninth grade when I was 15. I can't even imagine ninth grade braces version of me deciding to be a princess. That is I see a lot of myself in this movie. Yeah, me too. (laughs) (laughs) Um... I wrote for the dinner scene when they have like the dinner and Clarice comes out in her outfit. I wrote, <laughs> yes, queen. She looks awesome. Cause she really does. She looks she amazing. I uh, love the prime minister. Yeah. I um, love him. You know, when um, Mia accidentally lights the piece of paper, <laughs> I wrote, laugh my ass off, honey. You didn't even try to put it out. Like she didn't even, try. <laughs> she had a water glass right there. She could have dipped it into. Instead, she just like put it next to this guy. I was like, honey. <laughs> she's just like, oh, I'll just, she's no like, one will notice. Yeah. She's like chaotic neutral. She just keeps. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Maybe that's why I love it so much. Because I think of myself as a chaotic neutral. You are definitely a chaotic neutral. And so like, maybe that's why I love that moment so much. Because I'm like, oh that's God. me. I think I'm a, I think I'm a lawful neutral. Mm, I can I, see that. Yeah. Speaking um, of that moment though, that also like when she threw the water on it, like that was supposed to make the fire go out. And so then she like, or no, wait. Oh no. When she dumped it into the ice thing, yeah, that was supposed to make the fire off, but it didn't. And so she like looked around and found the water, like the water glass and poured that on. Oh, that's that really was, what happened. Yeah. That was also unplanned. <laughs> that's funny. And they left that in. It's just, she's like, she's just so professional. Yep. I love that. She'll like do anything for a take. Yeah. Cause she probably knows like they'd have to probably give him a new suit jacket to burn. Oh, probably. Yeah. So, like, can you imagine how many they would have had to have on set? <laughs> um, I was actually just watching, like, a behind-the-scenes video the other day of when they filmed um, The Social Network. And mm-hmm. you know the moment where Andrew Garfield goes and breaks Jesse Eisenberg's computer? Yeah. Like, Mark Zuckerberg's computer? 
um, in the big confrontation scene near the end. Um, I was watching the clip of them, like, practicing it, and they show, like, multiple takes of him destroying a fake laptop. And I was like, how many laptops must they... Because, like, um, the director, David Fincher, is notorious for, like, millions of takes. So I was like, oh. how many laptops... They must have made, like, at least 100 laptops. Probably 200, just in case. Yeah. Because, like, wow. Um, oh, Anne Hathaway... So the scene... We referenced this earlier. The scene with the, the like, cl- palate cleanser that she eats (laughs) and like them fighting if you look closely Anne Hathaway clearly is barely getting through the scene in terms of she's laughing so hard (laughs) she's like literally tearing up she's like crying from laughter and she's smiling so hard and I found it so funny because I'd never noticed that she barely makes it through that scene without laughing and it's hilarious and I can't believe they kept that taken it's such a good it's such a good take (laughs) I love it um they look like oh sorry yeah. The when the like the Beethoven two villain couple where they're oh. like they look like a bunch of monkeys and then yeah. it goes back to them. <laughs> so good. Um, it, it seems like they never taught her table manners because she does so many t- awful stupid things during that <laughs> dinner that I'm just like, did they ever like? Yeah, sure, they had that lesson about her posture, but did they ever actually teach her like if you drop food on the floor, don't fucking go grab the food? When she goes down to get the fork. Was it the fork or was it food? I thought it was a piece of food. Oh I, oh, I thought it was the fork, but it might have been food. No, I think it's just food. I think it's a grape. Oh, that's even worse. Because it's like, oh my God. Yeah, because it's fork, like, what were you going to do like, with that? Like, maybe the fork... understand going to get, don't do it. But like, it's like, when she does it, I'm like, oh, that's just, this all could have been avoided. Yeah, exactly. And it drove me crazy this time. Because I was like, one, you'd think she'd be smart enough not to do well, that. Yeah. But then also, like, didn't they teach her not to move from her chair like that? Like, what? Also, you're at a fancy dinner. There's probably, like, seven forks on your plate. Yeah, exactly. She could have just, like, whispered to one of them to get her a new one. Like, it's Oh, that's hard. true, too. I meant just use, like, your, like, third course fork for your fourth course or something. Yeah, but that would make her look incompetent because you have to use the right fork for the <laughs> well, cheese More than dessert. getting on the floor? <laughs> yeah, I guess. Um, <laughs> uh, I love the little, like, egg carousel that her father gave her. <gasps> the Fabergé carousel. I want one. That is beautiful. Like, I mean, uh, those are like, uh, I mean, how much are Fabergé eggs? I mean, those are like crazy expensive. Oh, yeah. I can't even imagine. But I bet there's there's got to be some Etsy seller who recreates them. Oh, maybe. Um, What else? Um, Oh, I find it interesting how Gary Marshall in this movie and in Pretty Woman has a lead girl character who loves cars. Mm. It's just, oh, it's just an interesting like uh, director trademark that they both love cars. It is weird. And I think it's in Runaway Bride, too. She, like, likes to, like, tech stuff. Huh. I mean, she opens, like, a lighting thing. So, like, she, right. and she likes cars. It's interesting. Gary Marshall likes his, like, callback stuff, though. He does, which I have as one of my spicy hot takes. Those spicy oh, hot takes okay. that I, yeah, we'll get into it. Um, I love the arcade sequence. That was always yes. one of my favorite scenes when I was a kid, and I always look <laughs> forward to it. Um, I really hope those pictures that they took in that photo booth, I really hope mm. they got to keep those because if mm. I were in Anne Hathaway, I'd be holding on to those for dear life. Yeah. Like so cute. Um, I've never had a corn dog. What do they taste like? Uh, is that, are you asking me? Yeah. You, I hate corn dogs. I've probably had them like twice. It's like the breading is kind of like a cornbread. Mm-hmm. It's really just cornbread around a hot dog on a stick. Oh, weird. So it's like not good. <laughs> yeah, I just in this movie every time I see a corn dog, corn dogs just look like the least appetizing thing 
they're nasty. Which, though, one of the things I noticed this time that I don't think I've ever noticed before, and maybe it's just because I never paid that much attention, but after, uh, she's like, oh, this is good. And she's like, oh, let's go get you one. And then she makes this face like, oh, fuck. Like, why did I say that? Yeah, I love that moment. It's so cute. I'm like, aw, she's so cute. I never she should just accidentally drop it, and it'll be fine. She yeah, could just exactly. be like, oh, my old lady hand, I just, it slipped. <laughs> it fell down the hill. <laughs> yeah. Um, the sequence where the car crashes into oh. the trolley car was the most terrifying thing to me as a kid and was my greatest fear in life was that would happen <laughs> to me. And when I went to Syracuse, I only drove like a handful of times because I was so afraid that would happen to me. And there were specific hills in Syracuse I never drove on because I thought that I would die. We do have some nasty hills here. And funnily enough that you say that, because like the other day we had our first big snow and I made the mistake of going to get gas because I had to get gas. And I literally like slid all the way down a hill (gasps) down into a red light. (laughs) And I was like, I'm going to die. But luckily, I got my car to stop before the intersection. Oh, my God. Um, but now that, that's what the scene reminded me of. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, that's horrifying. Jesus Christ. Yeah, except I don't have a queen in my car to help get me out of stuff, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Michael has very strong sideburns in this movie, which is an interesting yeah. choice. Um, we all had strong sideburns in the early 2000s. Did we, though? Did we all? I think all... I did. Maybe not as strong as his. Yeah, his are his are like uh, Elvis level or like 1800s level. They're, they're very <laughs> 1800s intense. like war general. Yeah, very intense. Um, I'm really mad that like I grew up in Miami and Miami never did anything this cool as that beach party. And I, <laughs> I want retribution. I want that party because wow, that looked like so much fun. I can't believe Lily and Michael didn't want to go to that. It looked so much fun. I mean, did it? Yeah, it did. They have dancing. It's It's the beach. You get to relax. Like, if you're going with, like, your best friends, you can go into the water and swim in the ocean. Like, it's nice. Maybe I'm just not a beach person enough to find, like, that party fun looking. Yeah, I... Growing up in Miami, that looks like a dream to me. Okay. (laughs) Um, The sailing looked cool. The sailing looked really cool. How long were they stuck in that little shack waiting? I wondered that this time too because it seemed like they were it seemed like the the clues in the movie were that it was a long time. Yeah, and I'm just like, what did they talk about that whole time? It must have been so awkward. It must have been so awful. Yeah, like I feel bad. Um I feel bad for her. Um it, what one of the continuity moments that I don't like in this movie is when the the evil girls are running to try to help Mia and one of the girls is like, uh, "Wait, so we're helping Mia?" Like, we're friends with Mia now. And they're like, yes, like, we're friends with Mia. And she's like, what about Josh? And like, we hate Josh. She's like, oh, I can't keep track anymore. But then they do this (laughs) thing to Mia. Yeah. So I was like, wait, I'm confused. Like, so were they talking about that they were going to, like, why did they just have that dialogue about now they're friends with her because they hate Josh? Like, then why did they do the stunt? Like, why did the girl? Yeah, it it made no sense. And that's like the only dialogue moment in the movie I really hate. Because I was just like, what just happened? None of that made sense. Um, why did the cheerleaders practice during gym class? <laughs> I, have, I have so many questions about these gym classes just in general. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, what is happening? Um, uh, PSA, please, people do not use no strips. Very bad. Very, very bad. Um, they are way oh. too aggressive and harsh. And 
will actually make your pores worse because they'll tend to rip the skin open more and more dirt can get in. Oh, God. So don't use nose strips. Bam. Um, That sounds bad. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Okay. This is a weird theory. Again, another Disney Plus limited series I need. (laughs) Is Jeremiah secretly going to become a Silicon Valley investor? Ooh. Because, you know, she asks him what he's working on on his computer. And he says he's working on his portfolio. And he was going over some percentages and numbers Mm. and things. And he starts kind of hint that he's, like, good at tech. And I was just like, wait a second. Is he, like, like... Is, is he going to be, like, an, an investor? Like, a, a, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, a venture capitalist? Like, what? Just interesting. very interesting. So, yeah. if we ever want to bring back that actor, who actually is, like, cute looking. Let's, let's bring he him is. I, every time I watch this movie, I expect his character to, like, do more. I expect yeah. there to be, like, some bigger role that he has to play in the whole whatever of the film. Because he has such a strong look, you just assume he's going to be one of the lead characters, and exactly. then he only gets, like, two or three lines. And yeah, it's he's weird. definitely, like, an under five. I'm like... Yep. That's very strange. Um, I always wanted to cone someone. You know, like, Lana got cone. <laughs> I, I always wanted to do that. Interesting. And I'd be lying if I said I didn't once have a list written down of all the people I wanted to punch in the face. But... Um, as soon as we're done recording, I needed to... T- or tell me... Well... If I know any of them, if it's Syracuse people, I definitely need to know who they are. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> oh, God. Mostly Syracuse people listen to this. <laughs> hey, Syracuse people. Hi. Um, I can't believe she was going to take the cat to run away. Well, of course, they're going to go to Colorado together. Was that where she said they were going? Yeah, they're going to go rock climbing in Colorado. She does not say that. Yes, she does when she's she... putting him when she's putting him in because I remember because I made a note because there was another awful voiceover. She was putting him in the cage thing, the traveler case, and she was like, Oh, we're going to the Colorado to go rock climbing in the weird voiceover thing. Oh no. That's so yeah. weird. Because really I cool. that it's was like, one yeah, of my notes. Go climb the rocks, that but... was one of my notes. That's literally my next note is I was like, where was she gonna go? I'm like, where was she going to run away to? Like, Yeah, so that's where she said she was going, but also she was very ill-prepared for it. Yeah, very ill-prepared. And I was like, I was confused. I was like, is she just going to run away for the weekend and like hide out at a friend's house or something and then like come back? But she only has the one friend. So I'm like, they'd find her easily. It made no sense. She had, and she's only 15. So it's like, she probably can't even stay in a hotel by herself. Legally. I mean, probably not. So no. like, it's very confusing. Anyway, um, I love that they invited the Order of the Rose people. To the, to the <laughs> I mean, ball. Oh, I love seeing it. And then she, the interrupting her speech to go, oh, yeah. hello. <laughs> it's so cute. So good. Uh, Mia's gown in the end is beautiful. Yes. So good. Best One of the best princess gowns. And the hair, too. Like, I love. Yes, the, the hair look. with the crown, like, with the tiara mm-hmm. is perfect. Oh, it's such a good look. Um, I don't understand. So, like, yeah, sure. She guess I guess she had told them that she was going to have a date. But when they see that she doesn't have a dance partner, they didn't, like, give her a dance partner. Like, it's just... <laughs> Interesting point, yes. Yeah, it always bothers me every time that scene happens and her grandmother starts dancing with the prime minister and I'm like, they just aren't going to give her somebody to dance with? She's just standing there awkwardly like, um... Yeah. Oh, like, and, looking around. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, that's not fair. Like, hello, she's a princess. She needs a dance partner, people. That is funny. Um, How does Michael know how to waltz? Maybe he's just a well-rounded boy. I guess. He, he now, he, now he really is a, a mythical unicorn. Like, like he's like, <laughs> who is he? Um, they have a really good kiss in the end of the movie. That's they one do. of my things. I always pay attention to kisses in these kind of movies, and they have a really good kiss. They, yes, they um, definitely do. 
Miracles Happen is a great song. <gasps> I that was one of my last notes. Yeah, I, I it's it, it's a great song just in general, and it works so well in the final sequence. So well in this movie. Um, and then my very last note is Louis with the crown crying. <laughs> yeah. It's just like <laughs> so fucking good. And those are my I have some notes. Your turn. Here are my notes. I uh will skip over like you did. I'll skip over some of the stuff we already talked about. But um, so like just in general, I love the soundtrack of this movie. Like not, I mean the score so is great, good. but just like the song selection for the soundtrack is so much fun yep yeah and like it kind of reminds me of like it's kind of like the soundtrack of my youth but at the same time not really because i was also like kind of listening to like anyone can whistle and shit like that (laughs) but i'm like when i think of like when i went to the roller rink this is like what they would play oh yeah i love it wow roller rinks throwback (laughs) oh i love a roller rink uh, let's see. Um, I wrote LOLOLOL, Mr. Robitussin is me. <laughs> uh, also, I was just like, fun Gary Marshall callback. I don't know what this note meant. I just like, oh my gosh, I love this hangout, but I don't know what that meant. Huh. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I think maybe you're talking about the garage scene? Are you no, talking about the band practice thing? No, it was before that. Then I have no idea. I, I don't even know what I meant, so we're just going <laughs> to skip it. Oh, wait, are you talking about the rock climbing gym? Maybe. I did love The Rock. Like, that just seemed like a cool place. I wish there was more to do there, but also this movie did not need to be longer. Nope. No, it did. It's actually, yeah, it is a long kids movie. It's like two hours. Yeah. Like, almost on the dot. Um. Then this, I just, I have to, I, this, I'm going to get into this. I'm like getting overwhelmed. I'm going to get into this now. <laughs> I, it's also kind of my hot take, but I just hate the, like, w- the voiceovers. Like, cause it's just <laughs> takes me out of it so much. I, you've, you've already said that like <laughs> six times. I, I know, don't think it comes just, as a surprise. <laughs> just in case anybody out there is super surprised. I hate the voiceovers. Um, <laughs> And there are some really weird moments. Like, oh, what's the one that I'm, there's one I'm thinking of. Oh, it's one of Sandra O's things. She's oh, she's talking to the girls. Um, like the it's where you were talking about, like the they're doing the cheerleading practice mm-hmm. during gym class, during a baseball game. Oh yes. During a whatever, whatever, whatever. Um, where she's like, "Oh, girls, calm down. It's just a ball. It's not a whatever." She says, mm-hmm. and like you can tell that like whatever she said doesn't really match with her lips, and like it was added afterwards. Yeah. And there was just so... And, like, I get that that happens. Things happen in post-production. Sure. But it happened so much in this movie that I, I was think, just like, come on. You know, I've watched Pretty Woman many times. It's, I, mm-hmm. I really like that movie. And I feel like and there's there's a lot of moments like that in Pretty Woman, too. And I bet maybe it's just, like, a Gary Marshall trademark maybe. where, like, maybe he just thinks of funnier things to say after the fact. And obviously they can't afford Honestly? to refilm the scene. Well, yeah. But... Maybe that's why they have so many voiceovers, is he just asks the actors to go in to record the funny lines he comes up Maybe. with. Maybe. It's like watching Eight and a Half. It's like nothing lines up. Yeah. And, like, the other one that kind of annoyed me for no reason was when the, uh, Clarice and Mia are having their day of fun out, mm-hmm. and they're in the car, and there's, like, that very, like, clear, oh, this dialogue is, like, exposition, and we're driving, and you can't see us, so we're just going to put dialogue over this. Oh, yeah. It's just, like, it's just lazy. <laughs> and I don't even know anything about film, and it made me mad. <laughs> uh, anyway, Anne Hathaway, I love her. <laughs> also, I love the cover the tuba line. <laughs> yeah, I so missed mean. that one. <laughs> so mean. Um, Lily's face when she's singing Catch a Falling Star. Like, how can I describe it? She just has, like, that very, like, fake little, like, smile with the eyes wide and big. I'm like, this is every high school choir girl. 
Like, I was a high school choir girl, and I looked just me too. like that. <laughs> me too. Like, it's just, that's exactly what I thought of when I see that. Um, the pears. <laughs> I love the pears. <laughs> Wait, is that so all you wrote for your notes? Yeah, I wrote the pears. All in capital letters. And also, I didn't, like, do pears grow in bushes? Like, am I... <laughs> I um, don't know much about I think, fruit. Well, partridge in a pear tree. I thought pears grew on trees as well. So I think it's a tree. Maybe it's Genovian pears grow on bushes. Because in that one thing, she's like, there's those bowls, like, in a bush. Bush. But I think <laughs> oh God, that's I just, talk. like, awkward. Um, It says pear tree on, um, on Google. Do pears grow? Pear- oh, shrub. It says tree and shrub. Maybe it's the Genovian pear shrubs, then. We'll go with that. All right. Um, I just love the pears. Um, <laughs> I wrote... What do we have? Oh, Mia playing sports is just me playing sports. <laughs> San Francisco looks terrifying. All these hills. It like, really... Yeah. <laughs> I... <laughs> that's... Yeah, I don't know. This movie, like you said, this movie just makes me terrified of driving in San Francisco. Yep. Like, how do you drive up those hills? And also, I don't drive stick. I have some very bad experiences with driving stick. So the fact that she was, like, attempting to do that. Yeah. I'm like, Also, when she was trying to drive up that hill, I'm like, I don't think that's how you're supposed to do that anyway. Also, like, it's not clear why she needs to drive up that hill. Like, where are they going? That's the other thing. I'm like, are there not other routes you can take? Yeah. Like, you would think if she hates this hill, she knows this hill, she's familiar with it. She wouldn't yeah. even try. Just go around the other way. <laughs> Because <laughs> like, even when she's running away, I'm like, she's like, oh, here's that hill again. And I'm like, you're running to Colorado. There has to be another route out of your house to yep. Colorado. <laughs> I yeah. don't get it. Anyway. <laughs> uh, what else? Oh, Julie Andrews is completely believable as a queen. Yep. Uh, just the statue with the, yeah. <laughs> when she breaks the finger off. Which I was totally it. not her fault. Like, clearly no. that statue, it, like, hadn't been taken care of well, very well. Why is she doing that, though? Like, <laughs> Yeah, sure, but all she did was just, like, press against the hand. Like, people probably did that while moving the statue. I bet well, somebody, no. like, yeah. As someone who, uh, you know, worked in, um, what's the word? I don't, <laughs> I worked in it. <laughs> where, where, where am I going go with well. the story? <laughs> uh, who works in, like, who worked in antique restoration and um, rare archives? Um, I don't think that you should be touching the statue like that anyway. <laughs> Okay, well, good for you, Jacob. I also worked with books, not with statues. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Anyway. um, Oh, so now we can talk about Mia's mom. I wrote, Mia's mom is way too gung-ho about dating a teacher. Like, why is she pushing this so hard? Because then even after Mia's like, I'm not comfortable with this mother, she's like, oh, but there's not many good men around here. It really does seem like, but I kind of feel for her mom because it really does seem like she's dated probably a million people. I feel it too. Wait a year, then date the teacher. He's still going to be single. He's a teacher. Well, also, I wrote down as one of my spicy hot takes. I feel like actually there's a lot of private schools that that's like illegal. Like you can't. I mean, I didn't even think about that, but that makes complete sense. Yeah. Like they would have had to, Mia probably would have had to get out of, well, actually Mia probably would have been thrilled. She would have had to get out of his debate class. Well, that's true. She would have loved that. Um, (laughs) It also doesn't make sense that in the gym scene, like three teachers all teach gym together. Like why is Sandra O? That debate teacher and the gym teacher all in the same well, class that's together. that's the thing. Sandra is not even a teacher. Like, why is she even there? Like, Yeah. And why is she in charge of the cheerleaders? 
I don't know. And it almost like kind of read to me less that she was in charge of them, more that she just was like, ooh, like, I'm going to go be hip with the cheerleaders mm-hmm. or something. Uh, Weird. Uh, let's see. Oh, and then I, yeah, with the gym class, I'm like, they're really ganging up on her. Yep. Like, when they were all throwing the soccer balls at her, like, oh, why can't you block it? Like, <laughs> bombarding her with all these soccer balls. I'm like, yeah. come on. That's, That's why I said rude. her whole school sucks. Yeah. Including the teachers. <laughs> so, Eric Von Detten, the guy who plays Josh. Yeah. I wrote, Eric Von Detten is now a sales manager at a commodities brokerage firm. That's a lot of words that I know meanings of, but don't understand in that order. <laughs> you, why did you look him up so carefully? Oh, because like, I knew that we were talking about where people are now. And I'm like, uh. who is this man? And I just like, oh, he's not an actor anymore. Wow. And now I just, I'm not sure what this is. <laughs> but it just made me laugh. Let's see. Where did they find Paolo? Like... I thought that too. I was like, has he worked? Uh, like, he probably hasn't worked with them before because it doesn't, doesn't seem it. Yeah. So, like, maybe they just heard in San Francisco he's the best. Maybe. But, like, who do they trust for that information? No one they should trust again. Yep, probably. Uh, I wrote, also, what language do they speak in Genovia? Exactly. <laughs> I don't know. Nope. Um, oh, yeah. And then I put, why is Lily being such a bitch? Oh, she just finds out she's a princess and then it's all fine? Cool. <laughs> yep. yep. And then, and then put, she uses it to her advantage to invite her onto her show. Yeah. Without which, even acknowledging that, like, it's supposed to be... Well, this is when after the secret comes out, but, like, still. After it comes out, but still trying to use her. That's all it is. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. And then I put, it sucks that public access cable isn't still a thing. I mean, it is, but, like, obviously not as big as it used to be because no one really has cable anymore. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, I love public access cable shows. Uh, oh, I had a quote that I didn't have in my quote color, so I missed it. Oh. Uh, I The the Baroness and the Baron von Trocken um, are Beethoven 2 villains. <laughs> I The quote was, I'd like to propose a toast to the Baron and Baroness von Trocken. May you always be Baron. Yes, it's so good. <laughs> I do like that one, too. <laughs> it's like, nobody likes them, obviously. Mm-hmm. And I just love that line. Um, what do I got? Oh, do people actually have foot pop and kisses? Have you? I do. Okay. I don't think I've ever popped my foot. Maybe my I sister. I remember that reasons why this was a big deal in our in our family. I think my sister that was her like qualification for her first kiss was it had to be a foot popping <laughs> kiss. I have to. Okay. I have to double check with that with her, but on that with her. But I'm pretty sure that had to be like her thing. Foot popping only happens basically if you start to lose your balance mid kiss. Like that's the only times oh. where it's happened to me is when like they've like grabbed me and I've like pulled forward and like i've pulled too far forward to keep both feet on the ground i've had to like yeah and it's awkward to do like a tiny little like step forward to like get closer to them instead you just like lean and you just do a foot pop to help it's like ballet i I see what you're saying yep just just do a little uh a little lift and back (laughs) okay good to know good to know it's like a bike stand (laughs) (laughs) so romantic lauren so romantic right i know romance i know what i'm doing I watched this movie um, to, for inspiration. <laughs> oh, good. This is, I don't know. I mean, really, the only people I would really recommend getting inspiration from in this movie are like Joe and Clarice. Yeah, which is. And I guess like Michael and Mia. Eh. But like Joe and Clarice. Joe mostly. I Be feel Joe. like Joe is really a good, yeah. Uh, let's see. Anything else good? A lot of the stuff we've already talked about one way or the other. 
Um, oh, Mia hitting Josh with the baseball is like huge me in 2020 energy, I said. So good. Like, <laughs> it just, I love all of her payback to all of these people. Like, she hits him yep. almost in the balls. She yep. cones <laughs> Lana and ruins her uniform. So many great moments. Yeah. I really want to cone um, someone. It wouldn't be either a Cinderella movie or a teen movie without a scene where she tries to run away. <laughs> it kind of that's had right. to happen. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. It's such a cliche. It had to happen. It really is. It really is. Um, oh, then I said, Michael cleans up well. And then I also said, so Mommy Mia brings the teacher to the ball and are together, I'm guessing. And we just are kind of glossing over all of this. Yeah. <laughs> I've also begun just calling her Mommy Mia because I couldn't remember her real name. <laughs> I think it's Helen, but they don't really refer to her name too often in the movie. So I feel you. I just think Mommy Mia is clever and fun. It's funny. Yeah, it's cute. Is that all your Um, notes? Oh, the only other thing. So the miracles happen, as we said, love the song. But the band, like, at the ball pretending to play it is just the funniest thing to me. Because, like, it's, like, all these weird wind instruments. And they're just sitting in the back kind of smiling and, like, singing along to it. And I'm like, what what are you you doing? Yeah, it is very awkward. (laughs) It's a very, like, electronic song. It's a very awkward dance sequence, too. That is that is true. Yeah. Like, why they wouldn't be actually dancing to this at this ball? Oh no, absolutely not. So who knows? Um, and then my final note was just Fat Louis Tierra in all capital letters. Yeah, I love. I just go, great final <laughs> moment of the movie. Yeah. Um. Should we move on to spicy hot takes? <laughs> yes, let's do it. Woot woot. Okay, so I'll start us off with my first one, and then we'll go back and forth. Cool. I. I, this cliche needs to die of popular girls having either the same name or, like, matching names. It's so boring. It rarely happens in real life. No. It's just in so many... Like, I like it when it's purposeful in something like Heather's, where, like, that's the joke. It's, like, part of the dark comedy aspect of it. That, like, of course they're all named Heather. Yeah. But, like, in every other movie, I'm tired of it. Yeah, like, I agree with you. Please don't do that anymore. <laughs> What's your first one? Mine, I, my first one was that Lily is a shit friend. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> then, I mean, we already touched that quite a bit, but she just is. Yeah. Like, there's n- rarely, or there, there's, how do I want to say this? There's not much redeeming about her. Like, no, there's really not. And even at the end of the movie, like, we never really get a moment where it's like, we see true friendship there. No, yeah, like like what we said earlier, like she does not do anything to earn back yeah. Mia's trust. And like even at the very end of the movie, if, movie, if we were to get something, like just some like show of friendship, I would be like, you know what, cool, let's like see them start bridging the gap. But we never see it. Mm-hmm. And it's like even specifically the moment that's sticking out to me is like even though Mia made the mistake of like not calling. Um, not calling Lily to warn her that she wouldn't be there that night for the show. And that's really shitty on Mia to, like, just forget to tell her best friend that she can't help her with that. Yes. She just had a picture of her naked body, like, covered naked body put in a newspaper and across the globe. Yep. Like, she just had an extremely traumatic experience, a boy kissing her without permission. Like, mm-hmm. not a single one of her friends was there to help her. Like, a teacher had to probably drive her home, like, yeah. well, without her clothes, because yeah. her clothes were in the tent. So, like, she's, yeah. what, driving home naked under the towel? Like, she just had an extremely traumatic experience, and Lily offers no sympathy. Like, yeah, sure, you're mad about what happened, that she didn't come on your show, but, like, look at the grand context. Yeah. Also, like, it's just, it's a public access television show. 
Like, and she also says she has 12 viewers. Like, yeah. Like nobody, nobody cared that you like for one night you had to fill in with a magician. Like ex- calm the fuck nobody down. Nobody cared. <laughs> um, what? Oh, my next one. Anne Hathaway is one of the great actresses of our time. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's just gonna, I feel like hopefully like as time goes on, like the more she works on her craft and everything could potentially has the potential to become like the next like Meryl Streep or something. Ooh. Like yeah. I, I feel like she has the power to do that. She just needs to like, just keep working hard. Stay away from scandal. I know there's like <laughs> yeah. been a couple of things that have happened lately that haven't been great. And it's just like, yeah. come on girl, you can do it. Just like, no, I, I love her. Like, I love her. I do. Yeah. yeah. What's your next one? Let's see. My next one, I'm going to be brave. I'm going to speak my truth. Mm. The voiceovers are annoying. (laughs) I won't go into it more. I need to stop taking (laughs) sips of water when you're talking because you're going to make me do a spit take. (laughs) I I, I won't go into it. I know I already discussed it like, you know, more times than I should have. But (laughs) I don't know. It's just like, it's, it's just like, it's one thing in movies that always like kind of grinds my gears. And this reason, this movie, there's just so much of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> cool. Um, this next one is probably one of the more obvious spicy hot takes in the movie. Mm-hmm. But how the hell can they keep a secret like this? Like, okay, I'm going to go over quickly. For those of you who don't pay that much attention to the movie, like listening, watching it. I paid really close attention this time watching it because I'd never actually understood how this storyline happens. And it is very Mm in-depth. So, her father, Philippe, was second in line. Oh, there's probably going to be some spoilers for the next, like, 30 seconds. Uh, Hopefully they would have watched the movie. You're probably right, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Well, Philippe is second in line. He has an older brother who's supposed to take over the throne. So, assumingly... assuming that he goes to San Francisco to, like, study and, like, have a normal life because he just assumes he's never going to be king. So he falls in love with Helen, like, Mia's mom. They um, get together. They get married. They have a kid. And everything seems fine. And then his brother decides to abdicate. Mm -hmm. And now he's faced with the decision of will he become king or not. And he realizes that he doesn't want to let his country go to someone else. He wants to do something good with his life. And so him and the mom mutually agree to divorce. He will have no contact with Mia because he, he, they say in the movie, like, he was planning on starting his own family with his own heirs, with a new wife, and, like, doing it over again, basically. Well, I guess presumably in 15 years, he never met another person. He never remarried and never had kids. Because... When he dies suddenly in whatever accident they're referring to, all of a sudden there's no heir and there's no one to take over. And now all of a sudden, Julie Andrews, the Queen Clarice swoops in to ask (laughs) Mia. Julie Andrews does, yeah. Julie Andrews swoops in to ask (laughs) Mia, to ask Anne Hathaway to become Princess of Genovia so that they can keep it in the family instead of going to this terrible couple. Uh, Now, how the fuck... Do you keep a secret that she's technically a princess, even if you assume that she was probably was not going to find out till she's 18 because it was never going to make a difference in her life? How the fuck do you tell a girl the reason your fathers won't talk to you is because he's a king, a future king? Yeah, because that's pretty much why he uh, he agrees not to have a relationship with her is because they didn't want her being a princess and like being weird, like not being, quote unquote, a normal kid. Yeah, exactly. But, like, what the fuck? How can you, like, not be honest with your own daughter, with your own grandchild? 
mm-hmm. that she's a princess and that's why her father won't talk to her. Because can you imagine the turmoil she must have gone through all her life not having a father figure? Right. Like, what the fuck? So just watching it this time, like, one, I cannot believe they actually, I kind of, one of the things I love about this movie is that they do explain every detail of how the fuck it happened. Yeah, and they, I, they definitely go very much in detail They go that, so in good. detail, and I appreciate it so much, because as an adult, I'm like, wow, this makes so much more sense now why this is happening, and I'm actually mm-hmm. okay with it. Most movies are like, wow, this is absurd. But this movie, <laughs> I'm actually like, no, I kind of get this. Well, like, it's funny, because for as outrageous as the, like, the story of this movie is like this will never happen yeah this has well i won't say this hasn't ever happened but this hasn't ever happened um like it's very believable yeah it is and like how could he possibly just agree not to be close to his daughter like i know what like how do you just like give up your first child like that like it fucked and like apparently like sending present like then what did she assume her father did that he just had like did he she think it was family heirlooms that he was giving her right like she he's sending her like very expensive gifts yes and paying her tuition to a very i'm imagining expensive private school yeah so like what did she think he did for a living like Mm -hmm. it's and also why does she like not question that she's meeting her grandmother at a consulate for like <laughs> well that's the other thing like she knows her grandmother's name yeah like from the beginning of the movie and like she knows that she lives in a place called genovia yeah i feel like they're she never like done like an alta vista search like i guess maybe it was Clarissa genovia <laughs> i don't know it's just i just cannot believe i don't blame mia for a second being so mad at them for not explaining oh, no. this because also no. they only give her like what a month to decide to be a princess or not? no time at all no and, like, time clarice totally expects her to just be like okay here we go let's do it yeah and i just i really it's part of the reason i like this movie so much now is like I really feel for Mia in the whole movie, like being put in this situation, Jesus Christ, I would have had a full breakdown over all of that information. And I really feel for her. And it just goes to show how like great the writing is and that just like how the fuck does she come around in the end to like decide this? Mm -hmm. And I am very ashamed of the family thinking that that was for the best decision possible. Yeah. I mean, I can, it definitely seems like one of those things where it's like, we need to take care of our child and this is the way to do it. And then 16 years later, 15 years later, years later, you're like, oh, no, that that was not the way we should have done that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, yeah. Boo. <laughs> Boo, <laughs> them. Boo so that, to them. So that's one of my notes. What's your next spicy hot take? My next spicy hot take is just that I think that Mommy Mia is a little eh, questionable for her like advances with the teacher, which we kind of talked about before. I don't remember the teacher's yeah. name. Uh, Yeah, I, I don't remember either. Mr. Teacher Man. He, that was way longer than anything else I could have said. Um, (laughs) No, I just, and it made me feel just kind of uncomfortable, like, just that they, like, I I mentioned this briefly before, but just that, like, they had the conversation, like, there's not many men around, like, oh, I'm not comfortable with this, and she's like, but there's not many men around, and then the next scene, they're just kind of together, and it's like, okay, but I just feel like even from the teacher's point of view, like, I don't think a teacher can just date a student's parent. Mm-mm. No, you like you let can't. alone the mother's questionable, whatever like, in that moment. It might be different if like Mia wasn't in one of his classes, but she's that would in be his different. class, and yes. it's and and they start dating like after it's the scene I remember like they so she says she's going out with him, and then the very one of the next scenes is when Mia has her makeover, yeah, and she has to take off the hat in class, and like it's one of those moments where like that's why they can't 
be dating and she can't be in his class because like yeah. god forbid he says like oh no like she can keep the hat on because he's trying to be nice yeah to the exactly girl, the daughter of the girl he's dating like yeah it's very problematic yeah though it is kind of cute the moment they have in the the, the sequel? principal's office oh no oh. like in the principal's office like when paolo comes in and there's that old drama but like the teacher's in there and he like keeps giving these like little side knowingly knowing glances to the mom yeah and i'm like oh this is kind of cute I wrote that as like one of my spicy hot takes is I was like, uh, that is literally wrote, um, yeah, the date thing kind of sucks and is probably illegal. And then I wrote, but I'm glad they end up together. Like even in the sequel, yeah. they're really cute with their baby. Yes, I do agree with that. And uh, yeah, eventually it works out. But yeah, like, like you said, like, wait, you know, just wait a year. She won't be in his class anymore. And then you can do whatever you want with him. Yeah, exactly. Or even like next semester or seemingly, you know, <laughs> that's like, probably true too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my next one is uh, as much as I love Mia and we've talked uh-huh. about this how many times there are some weird inconsistent things things inconsistency things in the movie that like she does like stupid stuff so question you know is Mia dumb or just young cuz sometimes like what kind of stupid stuff are we talking about like cuz my first thing is just young well like okay so like walking on the grass like <laughs> what she's um, a teenager touching shit in the consulate that's like oh, more so expensive than her life. Oh, she shouldn't be touching shit in the consulate? <laughs> <laughs> yes, she shouldn't be touching anything including the fucking statue. <laughs> so, <laughs> but if she didn't touch the statue, we wouldn't have gotten the string cheese line, so I'm okay with it. Oh, wow. Wow. So you just made me feel bad for the last 10 seconds. <laughs> yeah, of course. Like, Fuck you, Jesus. Of course, yeah. But I, um, we need the string cheese line. But I don't like, like, when she touches, specifically when she touches that, like, jar thing. Uh, when she's, like, putting it in the bag? Yeah. Well, no, it's the thing that she, like, picks up the lid and, like, clangs it a couple of times. And then yeah, he's like, yeah. oh, f- please feel free <laughs> like... to get comfortable. <laughs> and it's, like, one of those things where I'm like, bitch, why the fuck do you think you should touch that? Like, what? The, the only moments where I'm, like... Not a, yeah. The only moments that like really come across like kind of out of character for me are when she's when the grandmother gives her the locket, and it's she's like pushing it down in the bag. She's like, "Oh, that was my great grandmother's or something like that." Yeah, exactly. Like, that one, and then also when she's doing the tea, and she's like clanging the like spoon on the cup to get all the tea off. I guess. Oh yeah, yeah. And I'm like, that just seems so out of character for me. I'm like, maybe she's just acting out. <laughs> Yeah, that's it's moments like that, and then when she crawls on the floor at the dinner to get the grape. <laughs> yeah. And the, yeah, there's just so many moments for me in the movie where I'm just like, that was really dumb, Mia. Like, I know you're uncomfortable. I know you're scared being around these like fancy people, but like, yeah. get your shit together, Jesus Christ. Yeah. So sometimes, yeah, I just feel like her character acts a little dumber than she's supposed to be, and yeah, that's mm. it. <laughs> What's your next one? Um. So I don't have any spicy hot takes. Well. I have one more mild spicy hot take. <laughs> uh, and it's just that I don't like that Michael's just like completely gone in the sequel. But that's not. Yeah. Really well, I mean, part of me is a little like, it's okay. Like they were probably just high school sweethearts. I and mean, I- probably. Yeah. I just wish we would have gotten to see a bit more. Yeah. It would have been nice if all of a sudden he showed up instead of there being like, maybe in the, maybe in the third movie. Who knows? He's maybe still hot. He's still really oh. hot. He can oh, get yeah. it. Have yeah. him write a song for the movie and come back and be in the movie. That's oh, what that I would want. be cool. Maybe he's but like hired he... to be the band at something. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah. But I do have a spicy hot take from an 11 year old that I found on the internet. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> this, uh, this is quality. So this is by an 11 year old and they rated the film two out of five stars. Oh my God. And wrote, 
I think that people should be themselves, but in this film, I think that they force the lead character to be someone she's not. <laughs> There's one of those people who hates Greece because they think Sandy changes for a boy. <laughs> and Probably. I hate those people. <laughs> Though, here's another spicy hot take from an 11-year-old. This one gave it one out of five star, and this one I think was written by you. Oh, no. The review is just <laughs> sad face. This movie was really boring, and the only thing that I liked was the cat. <laughs> <laughs> This movie is not boring, but the cat is the best part. <laughs> it is the best. No, the cat's amazing. But I just loved that review. I need Fat Louie on a t-shirt. Just like just the face with the tiara. <laughs> with the tiara. <laughs> I'm going to find it now. Um, okay. Well, I think I think I have just a few more. Okay. Uh, my next one is, so you know how I was joking about prequels earlier? Yeah. So the one I actually had planned that I wrote down <laughs> as a spicy hot take because I never noticed this detail before. Clarice points out that she married into royalty, Mm -hmm. but that Mia was of royal blood, you know? Yeah. I want a prequel limited series on Disney Plus of Clarice, a young Clarice, marrying into this royal family, a la the crown, a la Princess Diana. I actually love that idea. Wouldn't that be fucking amazing? That would be so amazing. And they would have the opportunity because once they make the third movie, I bet Julie Andrews probably isn't going to be in the third movie at all. But like I, a lot of Julie Andrews, her, um, her work right now, like she doesn't do a lot of public engagements. That's fair. And I just feel like her being on set, I don't know. I feel like maybe she'll have like a cameo, maybe at the most, but I feel like. I I want her to be in. You're right. She doesn't need to be like the movie, but I do really want her to be in the movie. Yeah, I want her to be. I don't know what the movie will be about. If it'll be um, like another wedding like theory or maybe somebody trying to overtake the throne. I don't know. Yeah. But I hope we get at least like a cameo from her. But I would love. Yeah, I would love a series, though, about her becoming the Queen of Genovia with her her past husband and that'd just, be such a cool prequel i think it'd be really cool and i think they would have the opportunity to make that once the third movie comes out and there's hype about the series again yeah i think they could totally do something like that so disney if you're interested in a writer for that show or a showrunner hit me up um yes uh what else do i have i um, do have another spicy hot take oh good that's just an excerpt from a review that i found oh no are you <laughs> reading really- reviews as we talk no, these are the ones that I had in my notes. Oh, okay. I was about to be like, Jacob. <laughs> no, these are the ones that I, I told you I love my bad reviews. These are the ones that I planned ahead with. Oh, my God. Uh, this one says, well, I'm going to skip ahead a bit because, like, the beginning is just them talking about how they don't like how she changed. And it's like, yeah, yeah, we get it. Whatever. <laughs> but then it's like, what about the scene where Mia drives a car and has an accident and she doesn't even have a driver's license? The police don't even arrest her. What a dangerous message to send to young people. At the end of the movie, Mia drives her car illegally again. Was anyone else creeped out by the fact that once Mia's grandmother comes to town and announces she's a princess, Mia's a put into care of a 55-year-old man who drives her around and is alone with her constantly? Ew. What the fuck are they insinuating? Jesus. Well, they insinuate this. They said, by virtue of being alone with young Mia, her chauffeur is able to seize Mia's weak moments and push her towards accepting the throne. Mia's grandmother was also manipulative, and Mia's mom seemed to care more about painting than she did about Mia. This movie made me angry and also contained sexy stuff. That's literally what it says. Part of me almost wants to invite that person on the podcast. Because <gasps> that's like... I mean, I don't know how to find them, but let's find them. Because <laughs> sometimes that is my aesthetic, is like really shitting on these <laughs> movies. I mean, I did that with Sleepover. I like really shit on that movie. Uh, so yeah, like, y- yes, you did. <laughs> <laughs> so like, I kind of don't... Like, I kind of see where they're coming from, but also they're taking this movie way too seriously. My next spicy hot take is, as much as I think the M&Ms on the piano is like funny, <laughs> it's totally impractical. 
Yes, it is. And probably stain chocolate all over that keyboard, and that's oh, it's disgusting. Melt to, all over the place. Yeah, and to clean that up sucks. Um, <laughs> what else? Oh wait! Oh my God! We didn't even mention the M Ms on the pizza. Which I also no, I had that spicy hot take later. This oh, that's a spicy uh, hot take. We'll M M&M. Ms on pizza. No, is what I wrote. <laughs> 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 I mean, it sounds disgusting. It probably is disgusting. Probably but, you is. Know. Um, my next one is. As much as I love the reveal of Mia, how she looks, mm-hmm. she's 15 years old and is wearing wearing far too much makeup. She is, but one thing that I kind of liked about what ha- like the journey through the movie in terms of like her look is that he really overdoes her, and then she kind of finds her her version of her new self. Which I do. I I appreciate that too, and I like that after she has the makeover, she doesn't really look too pleased when she looks in the mirror. No, she doesn't. She looks almost like, oh, what? Who am I? Yeah. And I like that it adds to her feeling even more lost, and it makes this harder, because now she's like, well, I want to look pretty. Like, I want to feel pretty, but I don't want to like go this far. Like, yeah, she needs to find her middle ground, but I hate how much makeup they put on her. That's fair. As if that's... I do love. What? No, I was gonna say I do love that look back in the mirror that she gives after that. Yes, like it's... when she has the moment by herself. It's great. It's uh, again the reasons why Anne Hathaway is amazing because that's yeah. such a good little detail. Um, we mentioned this. Why do they hire Paolo again after what he did? Oh yeah, I don't. I didn't have that like, one written down, but I yeah, I don't understand that. Yeah, like you really couldn't have found another hairdresser. He completely like betrayed their trust. He screwed her over. Mm-hmm. Like. And led to a lot of shit going down her way. Yeah. And, like, and the, uh, Clarice even talks about having to do damage control. Mm-hmm. And then it's, like, uh, I'm just, like, why are we hiring him back all of a sudden? Is there no one else who can do hair? Like, come yeah. on. Yeah. Because doesn't, like, doesn't Julie Andrews, like, doesn't Clarice have a hair person oh, on I staff? Mean, <laughs> good point. Yeah. She would have to. Yeah. Um, I find it weird how Gary Marshall just uses the same jokes. And I'm, <laughs> I'm not a fan of it. Like, just reusing. Like, yeah, sure, there's a 20-year difference between, or, like, 10, 15-year difference between Pretty Woman and this movie. And it's very different audiences, you know? Very. But, like, to reuse the palate cleansing joke and, like, the it happens all the time thing. Yeah. I did notice that one. And even, like, him reusing actors. Like, I like when people do that. You know, I like when directors, like, reuse, like, their favorites Definitely. or whatever. But this movie has, like almost all of the cast of Pretty Woman in it except the two leads. Yep, exactly. And it's just weird. It's like almost distracting. Um and yeah, it's 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 my spicy hot take. It's like I'm not a huge fan of reusing all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um what else? Uh someone should have taught her that people were going to take advantage of her. I think it's absurd that they put all of this blame on her for going to this party, going with this boy, trusting yeah. these girls, like all of this stuff. And, like, look at this girl. She's, like, never had good friends. Like, even, like, including Lily. Like, she's never had good people on her side. Of mm. course, she has no idea what true friendship is or, like, what true loyalty is. Yeah. And you need, like, her father abandoned her her whole life and just sent cards and presents and never spoke to her personally. Like, she doesn't know what loyalty is. All she really mm-hmm. has is her mom, and that's it. And, like, somebody should have told her, like, they're going to take advantage of you. They're going to try to hurt you. And they try to – they mention that very briefly. I think Clarice has a line like that. Like, why was she so naive? Yep. 
But, like, they don't really get into the idea that it's kind of their fault for not making this clearer. No, you're right. They don't. Yeah. And I feel like that's something that, like, needed... Like, that's a conversation that definitely should have happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then... Oh, I still have a few more. Uh, wait. Do I... Hold on. Uh... <laughs> oh, okay. I have two more. Why... This is a very spicy hot take. Why do they Ooh, okay. think that she can rule? In my opinion, she actually, as much as I love this movie, she shows no evidence of being a good ruler. I feel like what they she shows evidence of is just of growth. But I and I'm gl- I I really like the moment when they have that moment where they're like, oh, I think like I think she could do See, it. And she's like, that's I think when so I wrote too. this note. I like that moment too. But I was like, why do I like that moment? Just because like somebody's finally believing in her. But like Honestly, realistically, I mean, you're right though. She's really, sh- but also, what evidence are you gonna show at that at like fifteen that you can rule a country? I guess. Well, it's just like until her last speech, until she says, you know, all she says is I, all she thinks about is herself, blah blah mm-hmm. blah. I was like, well, she's never made that argument before. Like, she's never had a single moment in the movie where I've been like, oh, she's starting to think about that. She's starting to True. think about the fact that it's not just about her it's all it took was one letter from her father who she wasn't even close with she didn't even know why is she taking that letter seriously i don't think in reality she would have taken it that seriously that's one moment that oh like that watching i'm like i understand they needed like some big like oh here's our like third act turning point yeah but like for me that letter never held enough like weight that was actually my least favorite moment in this rewatch and i think Mm. as a kid it used to have a lot more weight but as an adult it meant nothing to me this time yeah because i was like she didn't even know her father all he sent was letters and presents all her life he part of him part of because of him she never even knew she was a princess which i would hold that against my father if he did something like that to me 100 percent. and all of a sudden one little one tiny letter gets her to change her entire mind and to become a princess yeah and it's so unbelievable. It's the one moment in the movie where I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. Like, I rather have <laughs> I rather have hints of her wanting to be a leader and making a difference in other people's lives. And we yeah. never get any of that until her last speech. And it's not earned. No, it's not earned. And I, even though I like that moment, and even though love I like the moment. the moment where Clarice and Joe say that they think she can do it, I love yeah. both of those moments. But they're technically not earned. And... I think the only reason I like the moment where Clarice and Joe say they think she can do it and they're happy is the only reason it works is because you just want somebody to be on her side for once. Yeah, I didn't think about it that way, but I do agree with you. Yeah, so that just kind of bothers me now because I'm like, I don't think actually she like proves it in any good way. And they kind of make up for it very quickly in the sequel. Like they very quickly make it clear that she's going to be a great queen. Yes, yes. But, like, I wish there was more of it in this movie. Because, like, yeah, sure, you want the the royal family to stay in your line, like, your bloodline. But, like, you need a better reason than just because it's your bloodline. Like, you need to believe in her as a ruler. And I don't think she proves it. Well, I feel like the growth that she demonstrates, and, like, she definitely gets there in that final speech. Yeah. But But I, I, yeah, I do agree, though. Yeah. I don't know. And then then my very last spicy hot take is... (laughs) We start the movie with her throwing up from giving a speech in debate. And we do not see her practicing enough giving speeches in public. And we don't see enough growth in that element of, like, how the hell is she able to give the speech in the very end of the movie? So my spicy hot take is, how the hell is she able to give this speech in the end of the movie? Like, how the fuck Mm. does she do that? 
We start this movie at, like, rock bottom. She can't even get a word out. She goes running out of the room down a staircase to go throw her up her guts. And all of a sudden, she gives this amazing speech without it being pre-written. Like, what? Oh, you know what? I think I figured this out. Go for it. There wasn't a tuba at the party. You should see the look on my face right now. I can picture the look on your face. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I just don't. Again, it's also something that I'm just like, how is she all of a sudden able to do this speech? That one doesn't bother me as much. And I think it's just because, like, I feel like she's found so much more self-confidence, like, through princess lessons and blah, blah, blah. Like, that to me kind of, like, is what translated into why she was able to then, like, stand like, in front of people and, like, share something with them. Okay, I do see that in, like, the element of her, like, being able to win the baseball game in class and also coning Lana. Yes. I see <laughs> yeah. I see the smaller moments. I almost wish there was, like, a confrontation scene between her and Lily that would have maybe sealed the deal for me. I, mm, I, I do, now that you say that, I want that scene. Yes, yeah. It, That's like, the one scene I want in this movie. That would fix it for me. Yeah. So that's, those are my spicy hot takes. And now That's we get spicy. Thank you. Yeah, I really I mean, I really love this movie. So I like tried my best to like really dig into like what what I think could have made it even better or like potentially what they might need to focus on for the third movie, you know? Yeah, definitely. Um, And now for the ironic question of the podcast, should this be remade? Which no. I I could totally see Disney in uh, 20 years doing it again. And what is Disney? <laughs> what is Disney going to look like in 20 years? Um. Uh, uh, they're going to own Apple and Tesla and <laughs> Amazon. Whoa. Okay. Um, And so they're going to make content of all sizes. I think Disney's finally going to get into pornography. Whoa. Okay. Um, I wouldn't you know why? Why? Because the secret is Walt Disney's not the one who was frozen. It was his brother, Roy Disney. And Roy Disney is going to be brought back to life. And he's going to take over the company. He had a porn addiction. Really? No. Oh. I'm disappointed. <laughs> but that would have been cool, right? That would have been cool. They probably did. I mean, pff, are you kidding? But yeah, I, I'm i betting that they're going to remake this in 20 years, and I'm going to hate Disney when they do. Who's going to um, be like, tw- who in 20 years will be the right age for the Clarice? Like, what like group of actresses would that be? Um, well, it's probably going to be like one of these, one of these actors who's like just having a baby now, you know, like mm. one of maybe like, uh, Carrie Washington's kid or uh, Reese Witherspoon, maybe. Um, no, I kind of want Carrie Washington. I like that idea. That would be cool. Um, yeah, probably some celebrities' kid. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, please don't do that. Please don't remake this. You don't need to. This Absolutely one's great. not. It's amazing. And I'm excited for the third movie. Very excited. I really hope Me it's good. Too. Um, I have no idea who's going to write it because the girl who wrote the first two is like kind of like out of com- like I think she wrote a piece maybe within the last like couple of years. But like, I don't know if they'd bring her back. We'll see. Oh, gotcha. Um, but just bring somebody back who's good and um, do a good cast and make it fun. And uh, I'm trusting you not to ruin my childhood. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's everything. Woo. We covered a lot. Uh, there's a lot in this movie. There's a lot to this movie. And I, I was like coming into this. I'm like, there's no way this one will be too long. No, I, I was prepared for this to be a long episode because I didn't realize how many opinions I had on it because I hadn't watched it in so long. <laughs> I didn't realize how much I loved it. 
I didn't remember how much this movie is great. It really is a great movie. It is. And I'm glad you liked the movie that much. Oh, did you not think I would? No, I just am glad. I'm glad you had such a connection to the movie when I recommended it. I didn't oh, realize yeah. that you like you and your family did. Oh, yeah. So this, I'm really happy to hear that. This. Yeah, this is a huge movie in the books for me. Um, yeah. So it, it means a lot that we got to do this. I'm, I'm happy. When I watched it last weekend, I loved it. When I watched it this afternoon, I was like, I don't think this movie held up as much as I thought it did. Oh, I think it holds up actually really good considering. But now that we've talked through it again, I think I've renewed my love for the movie. Oh, yay. I'm glad. Woohoo! We did it. Yeah, we made it back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, I hope that you stay tuned in for more episodes. I hope that you subscribe, rate, and review wherever you're listening to the podcast. Um... Please follow the Instagram account at please don't remake this and have a wonderful, we're recording this before Christmas and this will be coming out probably New Year's, I think. So have a great 2021, you guys. It's going to be your year. Oh God, don't say that. I don't think we can. It's not going to be your year. (laughs) I just don't think we can say things like that anymore. You know, I feel like 2020 taught us that like we shouldn't. just yeah i feel like just take it one day at a time that's why i love saying it because it's just like <laughs> you're just ooh, trying to oh. jinx all of us <laughs> not jinx not jinx mm. just bring about <laughs> your attention to the fact that it's a weird thing to say i'm gonna say take it one day at a time and if you're as anxious as i am take it one second at a time <laughs> true <laughs> just remember to breathe um but i love to all i hope 2021 does treat you well And thanks again for listening. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Genovia. There's so many good songs in this show.